You're listening to Fan Holes, a podcast for fans by the fans. Secret Brothers. I have clinical. You guys are like wasting my time right now. Hey, baby. What's <laughs> going on? This is my microphone voice. <laughs> Where do you buy those that? I need one. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I didn't invent honorable mentions, mister. <laughs> I have a headset. It looks way cool. You should all be jealous. I, uh, we are. I'm with Mike on that one. I'm a woman! <laughs> it is our show. It's called Fan Holes, not, you know, what you guys want. <laughs> <laughs> We do a podcast? What the fuck? Alright, Apocalypse. I'm here to end you. But first, I'm gonna listen to Fan Holes. The pop culture podcast made in the past for the past. Infidel! Blasphemer! I am as far beyond the Fan Holes as they are beyond you. I am eternal! Who are you to defy me? I've got your answer right here. I am the rocks of the eternal shore. Rush against me and be broken! Ah! What happened? Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Fan Holes Podcast. Uh, This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be your host tonight, and I'm joined by three of my fellow Fan Holes. Why don't you give a shout out to the listeners, guys? Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Mike Thunderwing. Super articulated Justin Grimlock. And Justin brings up a good point. We are going to be discussing... Pretty much, we're, we're going to be doing a, a sort of all-encompassing podcast where we wanted to kind of go down through the ages of all the various Marvel toy lines. I know, I know in the past the- you've gotten some, um, I guess, requests for, for more heavy toy-based podcasts and things like that. So I think we're going to be going through and just kind of covering all the different lines from Mego to, uh, I guess, Marvel Legends Universe, I guess. So, um I guess since since we're if we're doing it chronologically, I guess we should discuss uh, Migos. I mean, I, I know some people probably have a, a deep affection for uh, Migo toy line just because of like Toy Fair magazine and all the kind of you know funny uh, you know comics and stuff that have been made out of them. But uh, has anybody here on the podcast actually owned any uh, Migo toys? I have not. Nope. Nay. Well, I, no? Okay, so since I'm a crusty old man, um, I, I will I will let people know that I did own some, some Mego toy line, or Mego toys. Um, let's see. Me Grimlock loved Derek's war stories. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I remember the time in Toys R Us when there were 10,000 Mego Hulks, and basically, like, th- that was, I don't know if it was the peg warmer, or just because Hulk was popular, they made so many of them, and that was, like, what was left on clearance, but, like, for me, like, I never had 
there, there was never a Hulk toy for the Secret Wars toy line. And sort of my heyday of, of comic book toy lines was definitely, you know, as a kid, was definitely like superpowers and Secret Wars. And so what I did was I just, I got, I think I bought two of them, like, because they were so cheap. It was like they were like a buck or a buck 99 or something like that because they were all on clearance. And so one of them, you know, one of the Mego Hulks was, you know, my official Secret Wars Hulk because the way I kind of figured it was that the, um, you know, whenever I read the, the Mike Zek Secret Wars title, there were always these shots of, like, Hulk leaping around on Battle World and, like, Spider-Man would, like, web to his back or, like, hang off his, like, neck or whatever, you know, while he leaped around through Battle World. And the way I kind of figured it was the the scale ratio fit, where I was like, oh, I'll just have my, my uh, you know, my Mattel Secret Wars Spider-Man hang out on Mego Hulk's back as he, you know, leaps through, you know, Battle World or, you know, my backyard or whatever, you know. So there was that. And, and, and I have odd memories of using the GoBot Command Center as, like, their headquarters for some reason. <laughs> You know, like just goofy shit that you would do as a kid or whatever. So I was like, "Come on, everybody! Come on, Hulk! Get back! Get in the back of the uh, Goba Command Center! We're going to fight Magneto and Doctor Doom." Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much, uh, I guess, my my old war story with that. Um, but I, I wasn't sure if anybody wanted to talk about Toy Fair or anything like that in terms of, uh, you know, the Mego line or anything like that. Oh, obviously, like, yeah, like you said, like, I I love Twisted Mego Theater, and, you know, that's probably, I was like, you know, I was like, man, they really get a use out of all these old, like, junkers and stuff, like, all these toys, and I guess it's because, like, basically, like, they were the most, like, articulated toys, like, available at that time, pretty much, you know, as opposed to, like, you know, the Secret Wars guys or even the Toy Biz guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they, were, they were probably easiest to customize, too, basically, so. But, yeah, I, I remember there was a brief, like, uh, sort of, like, I guess resurgence of that kind, like, scale of action figure, and, like, they had, like, those new, like, famous covers, Marvel's toys that yeah. were, like, Mego, new Migos, yeah, basically. Yeah. And uh, they, I remember there was actually like a twisted Mego theater where they started trying to take over like Mego Land, and then at the end, like you know the Mi- the classic ones like slaughter them and stuff, but, <laughs> or, or just like beat the crap out of them because like they suck. But like I, um, like the new Mego Spider Man like goes up to classic Mego Spider Man, and he's just like you know I can do this, can you? And he like takes off his mask, and and, and then like classic Mego Spider Man's like, well I can do this, and just like kicks him in the nads and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my arachnids! Yeah, but. it's funny because because the only other thing I can think of that I I might have owned when I was a small child, and this may or may not come up in uh, history of comics on film but you know for a long time like as a child like when i was really really young like two or three i was convinced that like the thing could turn back and forth into ben Grimm. like he was i thought he was just like the hulk like he just you know he must have got angry and then orange rocks like you know popped out of his head or whatever you know like that's what i was convinced happened and then when i started watching like the the cartoon with Herbie and reading the comic books and stuff, I was kind of like, well, that doesn't happen. Like, why, why did I think that? And, and the two reasons I can point people to is why I thought that as a young child was because there was a, a Hanna-Barbera cartoon, 
where he had this little kid named Benji actually had a ring, you know, and so... Thing ring, do your thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So he, he actually did transform back and forth between, you know, Benji Grimm and, and the thing. So there was that, which probably was stuck in my little child brain, and I just didn't remember it, you know? And then um, the other thing was, I think my mom told me I had a thing action figure. And so at that point, the only thing it could have been was Amigo thing. And I believe the, the Amigo thing, like, he, did, he wasn't actually all rocky. Like, they used, like, the base body, you know, which was just a human body, I think. And, like, his rocks, except, like, I guess his head was, you know, quote-unquote sculpted. You know, he had the little rubber head or whatever. But I think his actual body was, like, clothes. So it was like you could actually undress him out of his rocks, you know? So I think maybe as a little kid in my head, I was kind of like, well, yeah, he changes back and forth. He just has to take off his, his rock clothes, you know, or whatever. You know? So I think that's how always- I- Struck me as like too close to being dolls with the you know removable clothes and cloth. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of what I, I I think that's what I chopped it up to or whatever. But I guess I mean I the, you know I, I I don't know am I am I that old that like I'm I'm gonna assume like nobody here owned any Secret Wars figures. Uh, I actually owned Secret Wars. Um, okay. I know I was old enough to ride a bike at the time, but I had Iron Man and uh, Captain America. And they had like the holographic shields that you turn back and forth, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I actually like those quite a bit. I think that was those were probably some of my first action figures. And then like the DC um, superpowers or whatever came out after that. But um, for the time, there I thought they were cool toys. And I remember like is either in a comic book or some magazine. Like there was a toy store you could mail order from, and they had the black costume Spider Man. And, like, I thought he was just, like, the coolest at the time, and I wanted to get him so bad. So, like, I, I ended up writing the guy um, to see if they're still available, and he wrote me back. And, you know, they're all sold out, so I never ended up getting one. But, um, yeah, I really like those toys. Yeah, I, I thought it was – I mean, I, I was always happy to have those. Um, I, I guess I have some fun stories, I mean, as far as that goes, in terms of, like, Mattel's Secret Wars. I know that – Originally, I think most of them, I, I mean, I think, like, by the time I was getting them, I think the second wave had come out. So the first wave was basically the, you know, red and blue traditional Spider-Man costume. You know, the good guys were Captain America, Iron Man, and Wolverine. And then uh, the bad guy line was Doctor Doom, I guess, in the, his hokey outfit he had at the end of Secret Wars. So he didn't have a cape or, you know, kind of the traditional Doom outfit. He kind of had all this electronic techno jargon on his chest or what have you. And then um, you, you had Kang, Kang and Magneto and then Doctor Octopus, who's basically, if anybody's ever owned a Dr. Octopus Secret Wars figure, like, his arms invariably, like, fall off, you know, his, not his arm arms, but, like, his octopus arms, like, like, if you played with them as a kid, like, you know, because eventually, like, you'd, like, snap one off, and then it'd be like, okay, I guess he's, you know, Dr. Octopus with three octopus arms, and then he became Dr. Octopus with, like, two octopus arms, and eventually he was, like, naked, no arm Dr. Octopus or whatever but um he's like dr duo puss yeah something something. anyway but uh uh i guess most of those figures i think my mom got for me at like kb toys when they went on clearance or whatever and then uh, another funny thing was since i i didn't 
really read the comics at the time, you know, I, I think what I was, you know, most familiar with were like, you know, the animated series and stuff. So like with superpowers, I was most familiar with watching like the Super Friends cartoon. And I think for like Marvel stuff, I'd say the thing I was most familiar with was like Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So I knew who Spider-Man was, you know, and I, I kind of had a vague idea who, you know, Captain America and, uh, Iron Man and Wolverine were because of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, but not, you know, I, I didn't know that they were as big as Spider-Man or whatever. You know, I kind of just thought Spider-Man was kind of bigger than them and all that kind of stuff. Um, but what was funny was I, I remember walking past the KB toy store when that second wave first came out. And I was kind of like, who are, who are all these guys? Like, cause there were all these different guys, you know, you had the black costume Spider-Man and then for the bad guys, it was like Baron Zemo and Hobgoblin. And then for the good guys, it was Daredevil and the Falcon. And I was kind of like, who are, who are all these guys? And when I saw the black costume Spider-Man, it was from so far away. Cause it was like one of those things where, you know, how like you go through a mall and like, you know, maybe your, your mom, you know, is like, we're not going to do toys today. You know, like that's not what today is about. We're in the mall to do whatever, you know? So I had to sort of like walk past it, but I was kind of like looking and like trying to see. So obviously I didn't see with great detail, but I, I remember thinking black costume Spider-Man. I, 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 and I thought for some reason there was like an African American guy under there and him and Spider-Man were going to like team up together and like fight crime together. And then when I finally actually got, the uh, the toy, then, you know, on the back, they've got the little comic that sort of explains to you, like, who the character is and maybe who his arch nemesis is and stuff like that. And so on the alien costume with Spider-Man, then it kind of explains to you, oh, no, no, this is Peter Parker, and this is how he got the goop on, you know, his hand, and it made him his own, you know, new costume. And I went, oh, it's the same guy. And so then I kind of went back from there. Like, once I started collecting comics, then it was like, this big priority because of that figure, you know, to get like all the alien costume appearances and stuff like that. But that was pretty much, that's kind of what I remember the most about, you know, the secret wars toy line was, you know, just enjoying all the different, you know, characters. And I think, I think a lot of those action figures kind of, uh, I guess gave me insight into characters in the Marvel universe where I wouldn't have, known who they were before that toy line. Like, I don't think I would have known who Daredevil or Baron Zemo or the Falcon were had it not been for the Secret Wars toy line, you know? So then when I started seeing them in the comics, you know, they became, you know, more familiar to me. They were kind of ingrained in my my child brain or what have you. What did the hologram show? Was it their secret identity and their, you know, costumed identity? Or was it yeah, like... Yeah, usually, like, that was that was the, the primary thing that most everybody came with. Like, usually, like, if it was, you know, if it was Spider-Man, you'd see an image of, you know, Peter Parker. And then if you tilted it, it would turn into, you know, Spider-Man and sort of back and forth. But I, I think the idea for the gimmick was, like... Because if you read, like, old, like, Secret Wars coloring books or something, like, I guess the way they tried to sell the gimmick was, like, you know, Cap and all the good guys had their little round, you know, red, red shields. shields. The bad guys yeah. had their little, you know, silver square shields. But they were supposed to somehow be, like, you know, mystical wells to, like, tell, you know, basically tell you what's <laughs> going on. So, like, a lot of the times in the little, like, you know, comic panels, you know, you'd see Doom looking at this square and he'd be like, aha, Captain America's on his way to my <laughs> tower of Doom right now. It's like, well, how do you know that? Well, I looked into my little goofy, 
you know, square silver shield that I, you know, can see into that tells me the future or something or whatever. I, you know, that, <laughs> that's basically kind of what it was supposed to do. Um, but then, like, they, they would usually have, like, other sort of Marvel stuff. I don't know if it was stock art or if it was stuff that Mike Zeck drew or whatever, because it's been so long since I've seen the little, you know, back and forths. But, like, sometimes it would be something like, you know, Spider-Man's sitting there, and then you tilt it, and it's like the next shot is, like, Doom shooting at him and him leaping out of the way or something. So it, was, it wasn't like it was, like, high-tech or anything, but it was usually just, you know, some kind of static shot, and then if you tilt it, it turned into some kind of action shot or reveal shot but like usually the primary one was you know oh here's steve rogers you know tilt oh here's captain america tilt you know here's tony stark tilt here's you know um iron man which you know some of those comics confused me to no end because and i probably mentioned this on on history of comics on film too but like i used to think for years like i was like oh yeah kang is wolverine's arch nemesis you know like <laughs> he is you know like cuz that that's how it was set up in that toy line where you know they paired people off against each other you know and magneto was fighting against iron man and doctor doom was fighting against captain america cuz i was like well doctor octopus is you know, the arch nemesis of Spider-Man, so, like, all these must be, like, the real arch, you know, nemesis or whatever, <laughs> nemesi or whatever of, of the character. And so, like, I always kind of looked at that. And then and then the minute I knew it was a little, was not quite as accurate as, as I had thought, you know, when I was younger, was when, when I started trying to uh, read more comics, and, and I, you know, would end up, because the, the hardest figures, I think, to get were... Um, I think I got Falcon, but the hardest one to get was Hobgoblin. And I think my aunt sent me a Hobgoblin because she was in New York or whatever. And, like, on the back of those, they made it out to be like, oh, yeah, Falcon and Hobgoblin, arch arch rivals. And I kind of went, wait a minute, like, the Hobgoblin fights Spider-Man. You know, like, this is not right. You know, so I kind of, you know, started kind of get a clue after that. But, you know, of course, back in the day, it was like Wolverine and Kang to the death. You know? They couldn't like, be it's too it's accurate with it because Tony Stark fighting the bottle wouldn't pass it through, you know, the right. sensors and stuff or a kid's toy. <laughs> like, Speaking of twisted Mego theater, like, I remember one where, like, uh, um, like I forgot Nick, I forgot Nick Fury's like looking for the Falcon, and like he kidnaps Electro, and like he ties Electro up, and like Nick Fury's kind of like, you know, where's the Falcon? I know you keep tabs on him as your like arch nemesis, and Electro's like, what? What are you talking about? And like Nick Fury like produces like copies of the Falcon miniseries, and <laughs> it's like he fights Electro in it, and Electro's like, oh, well, what do you know? That is me. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, the uh, I guess the, another, another thing, thing we could talk about uh, with that scale of, of figures was that uh, they also had a bunch of like vehicles and play sets and I guess kind of similar to the same setup as Hasbro and GI Joe. You know, even some of the vehicles would come with some of the action figures because like you had, you know, I uh, for me I'm just going down memory lane, but you know some of the vehicles I owned was like you know it was like Captain America's you know turbo copter or whatever. You know, and so that came with a Captain America figure, or you had like like some you had these like kind of generic hang gliders. Like th- I guess the trick was they would they would make a generic vehicle, whether it was a, like a helicopter, a, a turbo cycle, or this hang glider. But then one would be for the good guys, and one would be for the bad guys. So you had you know 
Captain America's Turbo Cycle, but then you also had like the Doom Cycle, which was basically the same toy. It was just one was painted up, you know, red, white, and blue, you know, patriotic colors. You know, you stick Captain America on it, and then you got like Spider Man or you know Wolverine or somebody riding shotgun with them, you know, to to go fight his arch rival Kang. Um, and then, and then, you know, with the, uh, the doom cycle, you just do the same thing, but with somebody else, you know, he's like, uh, you know, Magneto probably sitting there going like, oh, gas, we don't need gas for this doom cycle, <laughs> you know, and then he levitates it or whatever. Besides fuel is for lesser men. You know, I, I remember having like the, uh, they, they had like hang gliders and stuff and that, that came with, I think, Kang and then the good guy hang glider came with, like, Spider-Man and stuff like that. So there were, like, all kinds of, um, you know, sort of, you know, and then they had, like, the play sets and stuff where it was, like, I think Captain America had, like, a, you know, a, a tower or something, and then there was, like, a Tower of Doom. So they both kind of, you know, it was, like, the good guys hung out where, like, I guess there was a little helipad for Captain America's, you know, copter and cycle to hang out and then with the Tower of Doom, that was that was a pretty cool play set. Like, I did own that and, like, you know, you could kind of there was like a gun turret at the top and then there was this little kind of computer console chair that would like sort of, you know, it would swivel, but it also was mounted to, um, you know, it was kind of like a, an antenna at the top of the, uh, you know, the structure where it would kind of move forward and back. So it was like, you know, he didn't actually have to leave his chair to operate various things. You know, it was all very, you know, technological, where Doom was just kind of speeding back and forth on this little chair to do different things. And, like, if you went to, through the front of the Tower of Doom, there was a little latch where, you know, say Captain America goes in the front, then, you know, these um, bars would come from either side and, like, snap out, and basically you're like, haha, now I have, you know, I have captured you, Captain America, or whatever, and stuff like that. So I, I thought that was a pretty fun um, playset. I was pretty sad that, that they only had, you know, as many characters as they did. You know, I guess, you know, in the first line there were eight guys, and then the, the second line I guess there were only, like, four new guys, and I think that, or, well, I guess maybe five if you count, like, the black costume Spider-Man or what have you. Um, I remember visiting my cousin and my aunt in New York and going to some of the specialty comic shops that they would go to, and one of the things I thought was, like, super awesome was, I guess it was the first time I had ever seen custom-made figures before. And they were of the, you know, they used the Secret Wars figures. And they were pretty, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, considering, they, it's not like they were, you know, super sculpted or anything like that. They were just custom repaints. But I thought it was really cool. And maybe this is why I love D-Man so much. And, um, you know, I, I get mad with, you know, Bendis and... Everybody makes fun of D-Man, but they, they had a Wolverine Secret Wars figure, but basically they repainted it where, you know, his, his chest was all black and they had the, the D insignia on the front and everything like that. And then another thing they had was uh, next to him, they, they um, you know, I guess they were like a pair. So they took the Captain America figure and sort of repainted it to look like U.S. agent. So I remember that just, you know, really standing out as a strong sort of... Um, I guess Secret Wars, you know, Marvel Comics, you know, hidden secret, you know, old man 
Derek memory or whatever from from back in the days and stuff like that. And you know, it was in like a little glass case. And I was like, "Where are those? Like, when are those for sale?" And it's kind of like, "Sorry, kid. Like, do you see the sign?" And the sign's like, "These figures are not for sale. You know, they're all customs. You know, that are just there to like, you know, tease people that walk into the store." You're like, "Wait, I can't buy those? Like, what?" You know, so but uh, you mean they can never have a D man? <laughs> exactly. Like what? Why can I not have a D man figure? This is ridiculous. Um, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of like my whole you know memories and stuff with uh, Secret Wars. Did, did you guys ever see any of those vehicles or figures or anything like that? Or? I vaguely remember the playsets as you described them, but I never saw any of the vehicles. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like I, I thought the Turbo Cycle was pretty cool. Like I, I think if I if I did get back into doing any Marvel anything, if I if I came across a pristine nice set of uh, Secret Wars toys like I did with that Superpowers thing on eBay, I might I might think about getting a set of those again because those those were nice. Like I have good memories about those. So. With Secret Wars, did they ever have any weird like regional exclusive figures that never made it to the states or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good that you bring it up because I, I, I guess I probably forgot. But th- th- these were things I never got to own. But I guess there were European exclusives. So I was kind of lamenting how they didn't have enough character choice and everything. But you would probably like this, Brian, because uh, one of the European exclusives was Constrictor. Sweet. Yeah, and then um, and then they also had Iceman and Electra. So I guess in, in terms of getting a pristine, you know, eBay mint set of loose Secret Wars figures, you'd be hard pressed to get those three because it seems like like a- anything that's online these days where those figures are boxed, they're around like 150 to 200 bucks. And then I see like really shitty loose figures with no accessories, and they're anywhere from like. 50 to 100 bucks, you know, and you're like, well, it's such a shitty, you know, like it's it's not a well-kept figure, but they are still demanding a high price because of their sort of overseas exclusive rarity or what have you. But, right. Uh, I just Googled Constrictor and he actually does look pretty cool for the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, they, they, they use the same kind of, you know, molds and stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I remember thinking like Marvel characters had to use that mold and like DC characters had to look like superpowers figures. So whenever I would sort of imagine new figures that were never going to come out, you know, I, I'm imagining my superpowers booster gold figure, you know, like I'm imagining, you know, a silver surfer figure. But in my head, it's like, you know, this kind of all, you know, white figure, you know, kind of using that same, you know, Secret Wars mold or what have you, you know, and then he comes with like a little board or something like that. But, uh, you know, I guess I guess that was not meant to be in terms of, uh, you know, the Mattel line. But I guess later on, like for, for me, the thing that was exciting, even though those figures were crappy as hell, I guess we can move on to uh, to Toy Biz because, you know, Toy Biz eventually started releasing um you know, specific Marvel figures, like they had their own Marvel superheroes toy line. And so I think that was in like ni- the 90s. So it was like 1990. And uh, to, to me, like, I guess that was like probably right after the Batman movie came out. So you had all these DC guys that were licensed through Toy Biz, and then they were going to have Marvel figures, you know, I guess of the same caliber. But, but um, um, you know, I ended up buying them all pretty much like a lot of them, you know, when I was a kid, because at that point, I guess I was old enough to sort of control, you know, how, how maybe I spent my money or whatever. But 
I had that nostalgia of, oh, I didn't get all the superpowers guys or the, you know, maybe I, I didn't, you know, take care of all the Secret Wars guys, but this time I'm going to do it right. You know, I'm going to collect them all and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I have some, I don't, I don't know that they're fond memories, but I mean, I, I remember you know, definitely trying to collect that line. And that was kind of what kind of opened the floodgates for Toy Biz pretty much. I mean, you had, uh, you know, and, and to me, I guess the, the character selection was a little more um, in tune with, with characters that were popular you know, during that period, you know, for me, I was like, whoa, they, they're releasing a Silver Surfer figure, like, awesome, you know, and then you had, like, the, the Punisher figure where you, you know, you, it was kind of like those old cap guns, you know, where they would, you know, fire off, and, and you'd smell the kind of gun smoke or whatever, but instead you put it in, like, the Punisher's backpack, and he would, like, sort of, you know, quote-unquote, fire caps, you know, as he's, like, mowing down, I guess, you know, the Hulk's plastic Frickin' boulder or whatever he was shooting at. I don't know, but uh, do you guys uh, have any uh, familiarity with that uh, that line as well, or am I still an old cranky man? No, like I had the um, the Spider Man from that first series, like the one with the uh, suction, suction cups on his hands. Yeah, like that was probably like the first. I know it was the first Spider Man figure I had. It may have been like my first Marvel toy, but I'm I'm not sure. But I just remember being a little kid and like, you know licking those suction cuffs slightly and trying to, like, stick them to, like, every surface I could find. I remember getting tired of those suction cuffs after a while, and I think I ripped them off, you know? Because I was like, man, these fucking... Spider-Man doesn't have fucking suction cuffs. Like, I'm taking <laughs> suction cuffs off. No, I think, I think, I think uh, the other thing I did was, because at the time, like, uh, you know, McFarlane was drawing Spider-Man, and then it was, you know, Larson and Bagley or whatever, but, you know, that was basically the, the era of the big eyes, whereas... You know, before that era of Spider-Man's, you know, eye holes were, were not quite that big. Um, but I, I remember taking, like, uh, you know, label paper and, and uh, kind of drawing up bigger eyes and, like, sticking them to uh, to that suction cup Spider-Man's face. Because I was like, now I have a totally cool 90s accurate Spider-Man figure. I've removed his suction cups and he's got big old eyes. Like, ta-da! Like, that was, that was uh, you know, minor minor modifications back in the day for, for action figures. I, I do remember being really disappointed, though, that the Hulk was a freaking midget. Like, I mean, compared to everybody <laughs> else, because it's like, wait, the Hulk's like, you know, like 4.5 inches, and the Silver Surfer, like, towers over him. He's like, hey there, little green buddy. How are you? I'm going to go roll away on my surfboard. You know, but... Uh, I was going to say, I had the superposable Spider-Man, and that, like, set the standard for, like, articulation for me, pretty much. Like, anything less than that, usually, I'd be like, oh, man, and then, like, everything at that point was like that. Um, that kind of sets me up, because I was going to complain about the suction cup Spider-Man, because if I remember right, like, he had shoulder articulation, but, like, nothing at the elbows, so his arms were, like, you know, bent out. Um, and, you know, not changeable. And then the way they had the suction cups, like, even if you removed it, it looked like he was giving permanent high fives to everyone. So, <laughs> like, um, I ended up changing out Spider-Man. I used Alley Viper from G.I. Joe for my Spider-Man for the longest time. And then finally I got, like, a Deadpool figure, and he had a lot more articulation. So he became the, you know, de facto Spider-Man. I think uh, Alley Viper is definitely better on the... Uh the scale, like if 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 uh, you know if a uh, uh, 
uh, I guess if a 10 being like the highest is, uh, you know, a super cool, like realistic looking custom and like, you know, I, I'd say Alley Viper is probably a five and then we'll put, uh, using a metalhead as Cyclops as a one, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's you know. tell me dad, am I making this up? But I, I, think I, I remember that, doing like funny stuff like that too. Cause I think like, you know, I, by, by a certain point I had read all the secret wars comic books and when I was using that Mego Hulk, I ended up using um, like a um, a Dungeons and Dragons figure as like Super Scroll, and then I used like the Cylon I had from Battlestar Galactica, and like kind of like you with Alley Viper being like Spider Man for years. Like for years, the you know the by your command Cylon was Ultron. Like it was like <laughs> Doctor Doom was always telling the Cylon to go blast all the superheroes and stuff. Yeah. I was going to give a Justin aww to that. <laughs> the the metal. Yeah, yeah. Aww. <laughs> no, but you didn't You didn't have a Cyclops, so, like, that's... Yeah, you know. and I didn't even think one existed yeah. up until, like... I remember, like, one birthday party, like, I finally, like... Well, I, I saw, the like, the classic one that they released, and I was like, okay, well, that's okay. I, I guess I could get that, but I kind of want one that looks like on the cartoon and stuff. And I finally, like, like, at the same birthday party, like, this girl I liked, like, she bought me the X-Factor Cyclops... So I was like, okay, well, this is close enough. But then, like, my best buddy, like, his present was, like, the Jim Lee Cyclops, and I was like, yeah! <laughs> like, thanks. Like, sorry, sorry, but this X-Factor Cyclops is no good. Like, I'm, like tossing it out. Sorry, man. I, he had the light-up eyes. I really liked that yeah. figure. The, yeah, me too. The X-Factor one. Yeah. Well, the the Jim Lee one did, too, so... Yeah, they, they, all, they all kind of had, like... Totally, like, outclassed that other one, pretty much. That's funny, because I, I, I think that X-Men line, like... Because that, that was what kind of followed the whole Marvel superheroes thing. So, for, like, a while, you were just getting, you know, Hulk and Fantastic Four and kind of, like, goofy-ass yeah. versions of Thor. You know, do you remember that Thor figure? I think yeah. that's probably why... That's probably, like, not... You know, I know for the longest time I was like, what? Thor? Thor's just a putty alien. Like, he's lame. Like, Thor's not cool. And I think probably that action figure, like, informed part of my... Because when, when you finally got that action figure, it's like, wait, he's got Goldilocks hair, hair doesn't, like, really go down to his, you know, back. It's like sculpted hair where the hair turns with the head turned and he had no cape and his his hammer looked more like a rugby stick or something like I don't know. It was like totally goofy looking figure so like a lot of those things I, I remember even like Peter David like like a Hulk annual was like making fun of those figures because he bought them all or whatever and he's like what's up with this Hulk figure like it you know it's got this like plastic rubber rock like that but uh I guess once they started releasing like the X-Men figures um, and this was kind of before they even had the, you know, the cartoon or anything. So that's why they probably chose the, the X-Factor uniform, you know, but I, I remember, I think like that Nightcrawler figure people like kind of, you know, I mean, I think that was probably, I'm trying to like look up here. Like we're actually like looking at, um, the website uh, marveltoys.net, or at least I am, to, like, sort of, you know, refresh my memory in terms of, like, years and what some of these figures look like. But it says here the first series of X-Men toys, which this, you know, X-Factor Cyclops came from, was from 1991. 
So, like, in that line, I mean, they had a lot of good figure choices and stuff like that. Um, but I think Nightcrawler, who also had suction cups, but luckily one suction cup was on his his hand and one suction cup was on his knee, so he could also, like, swashbuckle and hold his sword. But I, if I remember right, that that was, like, one of those figures that was on, like, a, you know, figure of the year list or something like that at the time. I mean, I know it's funny to think of now that some of these figures, you look at them and you go, what? Like, we had to deal with what? Like, you look at the this poor Archangel figure where he's got, like, these flappy wings and stuff and these little darts like that him. come out of his wings and stuff. No, 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 but that's the thing. Like, I love Archangel. Like, I love the character. But, it, like, to me now, looking back on it, it's kind of like looking back at, like, old, you know, 8-bit eight, eight video games and kind of, like, thinking of, like, you know, Mass Effect now or something going, oh, right. geez, like, you know... It, it, obviously, it couldn't have been that cool. You were so, like, easy to please back then, mm-hmm. pretty much. Well, I, I just thought it was, to me, I was like, what? Like, Archangel? Like, rad! You know, like, because I was just, yeah. like, that was super cool. Um, but, um, I mean, I don't I don't know if, if we want to, like, keep going down, um, you know, the obviously there's there's tons of Toy Biz lines. I mean, I don't know, if, have I overlooked anything? Do you guys want to talk more about what we already kind of mentioned with the Marvel superheroes, or do you want to keep Keep going down the whole, you know, Fantastic Four, Iron Man, X-Men, X-Force, Ghost Rider, Hulk, Iron Man, Generation X kind of thing, or... Uh, I was telling you guys before the show, but, like, I had, like, the Banshee from that X-Men series, too. It's, like, the one with, like, the whistle in his chest. Like, I I probably haven't mentioned this on the show, but, like, I always liked Banshee. Like, he's always been one of my favorite X-Men. So like to find to find that figure as a kid, like I was like, oh man, this is cool, and I can make him scream like on you know like comics and stuff. And then like they made that uh, Generation X line. There's like a, a really really good Banshee from that series, and I could never find him. And then it's like the uh, the first Hasbro like Marvel Legends relaunch when they took over. There, there's a Banshee in that line, but like he looks so awful. Like I just. Like, every time I saw it, it was like he was laughing at me with that horrid, like, molded face. <laughs> but, like, I, I still think, like, that Generation 2 Banshee is, like, superior to the Marvel Legends. Like, even though, like, I never owned it, like, it just, it looks like a superior figure. I was just going to ask if anyone, like, remembered ordering these toys from, like, a Sears Christmas catalog or JCPenney Christmas catalog. Because, because I think when they first came out, like, that's the first exposure I had to them. And, like, that's a memory that I have is, like, sitting at my dining room table as a kid, flipping through the Christmas lo- or catalog, you know, finding what presents I wanted, I wanted. and then and seeing then these Marvel figures and just kind of losing my crap at the time. Like, oh, my like, gosh. So um, early on, that's how I got, like, the, the first few lines. And then, like, even after that, once the X-Men line started coming out, like, my local stores didn't carry it. They wouldn't be at Walmart, or at least I had a hard time finding them. And that's kind of what got me into going, like, all the way to Des Moines, which was, like, a 45-minute drive from my parents, and, like, started going to Toys R Us because they always had stuff. Did, did any of you guys, like, have to order from Catalog, or were, were they pretty easy to come by? It's it's weird. I, I, I have funny memories about stuff like that, cause, and this doesn't exactly relate to Marvel, Marvel. Toys, per se, because I think by then I was shopping for them myself, and I could probably say with authority that, my Toys R Us wasn't that far away. So, yes, they were probably more available for me than they were for you. But just like any toy line that comes out, there are always going to be those figures where you're like, where the hell is, you know, uh, you know, 
such and such figure, and why is that Reavers asshole still on the pegs? You know, like or whatever. You know, like you you, you always have like certain you know figures, whether it's you know Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow or who, you know whoever it is that's that's really popular. You know, in in a figure line where you know you're having a tough time finding them. But uh, I, for some reason, I remember thinking when I was a little kid. Like, somehow it wasn't that hard to find figures. But what's funny is I, I remember, you know, my, my dad would tell me stories where he'd be like, dude, dude you, know, you know, it's like these things, like, when, when, when I was a kid, he would hunt down Star Wars figures for me. And to me, I'm thinking, oh, they must have been, like, all over the place and stuff. But for him, it was like he was trading with other dads, you know, like, across the country, like, before there was an Internet. So it was like one of those things where you got a Luke Skywalker that looks like this. Okay, I got a Princess Leia and a Darth Vader and a this and that and this, and I'll trade you for this and that and this, you know, and just to make their kids happy, you know, for Christmas. That's really cool. Like you had that. a good dad. So, so like, I, I just thought it was like, like funny because to me, I was always, I think when I was younger, I didn't comprehend like the pain in the ass it was to get some of those, <laughs> those things, things, you know. Whereas once you get older, you know, you're kind of like, oh yeah, you know, like it, it might be easy to come by, you know, that guy from the Reavers who I couldn't stand seeing in the stores all the time because he was like a big peg warmer. Whereas, whereas you, know, you, you were looking for, you know, say Deadpool or Cable or you know. I, you know, I don't know, who, whoever the figure was that was, you know, tough to come by, I, you know, whether it's like Generation X and, you know, it's like, oh, well, who was tough to come by? Oh, the White Queen, because she's a girl, you know, or something like that. But, um, you know, that's that's kind of how I sort of saw it at the time where, you know, sometimes you would end up getting stuff from comic shops or going to different Toys R Uses and looking around for things and stuff like that. I would usually just, like, go to, like, the local KBs and dig around. Like, sometimes... Sometimes it would be like a bad trip, like you wouldn't find nothing. Like it would just be like a bunch of Ahab figures or something. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes if you like, if you like, you know, were steadfast and you, you know, flip through each figure individually, you might like find, you know, like Cyclops or, you know, whoever you were looking for. It was just like, you know, sometimes I would find stuff, like good stuff at the flea market too. Like I, I know like this kind of like irritates Derek to this day, but like I've always like, the I guess like the thrill of the hunt, like going to different places and like, you know, seeing what's out there and like even though maybe you have to deal with like scalpers or whatnot, but like I I always enjoyed like going to places and like hunting down various toys or comics or whatever. I always I mean, made it like a mission. Like I would take, take two or three figures in my car and they were on a rescue mission to get yeah. such and such from the store. <laughs> and like I remember picking up Forge and his be like, "Oh no, Forge is encased in ice. We got to get him out." And you know that's basically how I, how I took my um, shopping trip into like a playtime. Man, I, then then my guys had lots of failed missions. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bust that guy out of ice. Oh no, he's not even here. Where'd the ice go? Yeah. Well, I I told you guys this story before, but I'll share it with our audience. Uh, they had this thing called the Mutant Hall of Fame that was a Toys R Us exclusive, and it was like ten like Toy Biz X Men figures, and um, it was like Archangel, Iceman, Cyclops, Wolverine, and Professor X, and then they had like the bad guys uh, like Sauron, Apocalypse, uh, Sabretooth, like in Magneto. 
and it was like I was like, oh man, like a ten pack, like and and like it was the first like Professor X figure they ever made, and, and like I could never find a Iceman, so I was like, man, I want that for Christmas, like so my aunt got it for me, and I was like so excited, like this was my big thing for Christmas. And I'm like, well, hey, yeah, I finally have, like, a Professor X and an Iceman and, like, you know, an, uh, like, all these other figures, too. Like, I could use, like, a new version of some of these guys. And like, so, I, like, I open it up and, and all those figures are glued to glued the, fucking, the fucking bases. Like, like I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this broken or something? <laughs> like, they were glued to the to the base they came on not and like not only that but all their articulation all their joints were like glued so they couldn't move and i was like are you like i was i i wasn't old enough obviously but i i was like pretty livid i was like you know are you fucking kidding me like it was, <laughs> like this is my this was my this was my moment and you like destroyed it like toy biz you assholes oh man I, I i still have that thing it's like in the attic somewhere like i couldn't even unload it like i tried selling it and no one wanted it i think it and i looked on amazon like a couple weeks ago and it still goes for the same price it was like in on, like, it's still 50 bucks so that's crazy i like i like how you decided to leave a review there like all those years later <laughs> Yeah, I put yeah. It's only play feature is crushing your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I think there were some. I, you know what's funny is I don't think I've ever owned that many of those uh, toy biz box sets. But I remember kind of being in awe of some of the X Men ones. You know, like they had the that giant sized X Men box set, and then like the OG X Men box set with like the original five. Like I remember kind of admiring those but you know never actually you know getting them or anything like that because i think yeah. i don't know like i i tried to team build you know like I, I i got pretty good at getting the uh i suppose you'd call them like the the jim lee x-men or the cartoon x-men you know like i i got the little professor x in the hover chair you know i eventually did get that um sort of Jim Lee designed Cyclops when they released those X-Men classics lines where they sort of re-released some of those figures with, like, different accessories and things like that. And that's where I got the Cyclops from. And then um, the only thing that, that annoyed me was the Generation X Jubilee was, like, so huge. And then she had, like, these little roller skates that you put on her, and then she was even taller once she had the roller skates on. So it was like, I'm like, dude, Jubilee, like, can kick Wolverine's ass because... Like, she's so much, you know, taller than, than Wolverine or whatever. And then uh, I think later on, like, I think it was the, I don't know if it was like a, some, I guess I have to look it up to refresh my memory, but it was some kind of uh, later, like, action feature X-Men line that uh, maybe it was Danger Room or Battle Brigade. Let me look at it. I don't know. But here, let's see. I just remember for one birthday... One of my friends got me the M plate figure from Generation X, and I was kind of like, "What the hell is this? Like, who is this? Like, what? Uh, what is this?" He's M plate, the awesome character from Generation X, Michael. Well, clearly, but, but yeah, it's funny. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of it, but basically, there was a, a way better Jubilee figure that came out. I think this is it. Yeah, robot, uh, robot fighters. So eventually, the the Generation X Jubilee was replaced by the Robot Fighters Jubilee because the uh, 
I guess the um, Robot Fighters Jubilee was not a big gargantuan beast like what's your face from Game of Thrones. So, so you weren't you weren't feeling the M plate. <laughs> Actually, I, I ended up like liking the figure. Like he looked like a good like bad guy and stuff, but I didn't know anything about him. So I was kind of yeah, like, yeah, you like, can be who, like, who is that? Yeah, I was kind of like, you can be like one of Magneto's like cronies or something. And like, like I had no idea like what like his only action feature was like you pulled out his hand and it like was on a wire and then you hit a button on his back and it like retracted the hand. So yeah, like I, I, I just I, I just thought he was some kind of like I don't know like I was like okay that's his power he shoots his hand out at you and he can pull it back you know and he came, he came with like a little midget guy too like I forgot who he was supposed to be but like this little one piece non articulated like midget guy like I forgot who he like I never read Generation X so I don't know what he was supposed to be but. I think I, I would say my absolute favorite X-Men figure, um, just kind of going through all these old toy lines and looking at it again, it looks like here they're labeling it as the X-Men Invasion Wave from 1995. But uh, I adore the uh, the Iceman figure from that wave. Um, I guess they just labeled it as Iceman 2. Um, but it pretty much was a likeness of uh, Iceman from around the, I'd say, the second John Romita Jr. drawn era of X-Men, like in the 300s. And uh, I think eventually later, you know, I guess it was like White Queen was trying to train him to, like, you know, use his powers in more of a, you know, Omega level, you know, kind of way or what have you, but um, I, I always liked that figure because he came with, like, these little extensions where, you know, his, his hand would get really huge, so he'd have a big, huge ice fist and everything in each hand and stuff like that. And I always thought that was a well-sculpted, you know, and it was a cool-looking figure because it was kind of translucent to, to give you the, the icy effect and all that kind of stuff. I had the uh, the Havoc from that way. Like, I thought that was, like, the probably the greatest Havoc figure ever made. Like, I still kind of do. And, like, just the way you sculpt, and it's, like, it's a really great representation of, like, the X-Factor version of Havoc, like, before he shuffled off to, like, Mutant X continuity or whatever. And, like, I always liked the fact that, like, he had, like, this, you know... His feature was, like, you could, like, pull his waist back, and he would, like, throw, like, a little plasma ball, like, out of his hand. Like, I, I just thought that was really neat. Like, Havoc blasted, like, many, like, ex-villains like Eric the Red and Sabretooth that. Yeah, I, I remember being surprised that they had a captive Sabretooth figure because that seemed to me to be a very current era storyline, you know, where they had Sabretooth locked up in the X-Mansion but they were like, you know, Professor Xavier yeah. was trying to quote-unquote reform him and everything and I, I just you know, he had the little Hannibal Lecter mask that you could like yeah. stick on the front of his mouth and everything like that and so I was, it was kind of I, I remember thinking that was shocking, but that they had that figure. But then also, kind of like, hey, this is totally comic accurate. Like, I must buy this, you know, type thing. So uh, I had it, and then like eventually, like when me and my friends got older, we like we would take like Sabretooth's mouth and like you can move it on its own with your finger. Like we would make him talk like Beavis of Beavis and Butthead and just you know <laughs> say like. <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah, I oh, go ahead. I had one of one of those like the I think it's the second saber tooth where you squeeze his legs and his mouth opens. So yeah, like I used to do that too, like make him a puppet or something. Unrelated story, but um or unrelated toy line at least, but I remember my friend 
I used to stay the night at his house all the time. We were like best friends in elementary school. But anyways, he had like uh, had a ran- rancor and like a Luke figure, and oh, I yeah. ended up like putting Luke all the way in the rancor's mouth, and like it <laughs> swallowed it. He couldn't get it out. And he was just, like so pissed at me for like, losing his Luke figure. But yeah, articulated mouths are great. Uh, ha- having owned that original Rancor figure, I'd say that's that's kind of an impressive feat that you managed to get Luke all the way in there. Uh, but uh, I-, I was going to ask you, Brian, in terms of distribution, like you kind of asked about, you know, how you had to go to Toys R Us eventually and kind of go to, you know, different areas just to come across certain figures. While I was kind of perusing the MarvelToys.net website, uh, one thing that sort of sparked my memory was, uh, you know, having lived in um, Los Angeles for a long time, they have a section called the Marvel Hall of Fame line. And then eventually, I think it became the Marvel Universe uh, 96 line. Uh, If anybody happens to be following on the website and want to take a look at what I'm talking about. But um, the Hall of Fame line was just a bunch of repaints of, existing Toy Biz figures, um, but they were usually sold at a store called Puzzle Zoo, which is on 3rd Street, Santa Monica. So I, I was kind of familiar with that just, you know, during my college years and going to L.A. and stuff like that. And if you ever went to 3rd Street and you were ever into toys, you, you've been to Puzzle Zoo at some point if you're in that area. Um, so they had all those lines, but then eventually what I noticed was the uh, I guess what they're referring to as the Marvel Universe, you know, '96 line, just seemed to be a bunch of re-releases of toys, um, but they were you know packaged like economically, you know, slightly differently, like smaller packages, and like if you had a hard time finding figures from the earlier lines, like they were basically re-releases. And usually, since they were at KB Toys, I, I knew I ended up picking up a lot of figures from that Marvel Universe line because I, I either missed them the first time around, or maybe I wasn't as interested in the figures when they first came out, but because they were, you know, two ninety nine at KB Toys, maybe I grabbed them or something like that. Yeah, um, I do remember going to KB Toys. I wish they showed photos of the packaging, because some of these toys I did have, but I don't know, like this Iron Man toy with the crappy chrome armor that you can put on. Yeah. I had him and like, I think, War Machine that had the same kind of deal. But I yeah, that's yeah, that. from this line or from like an original Iron Man line or what? Yeah, that that must have been from the cartoon line, I think, the Iron Man cartoon. Although they did make a lot of like yeah, remolds and re-releases of those, so Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like that that sort of Marvel universe line, you know, it would have made uh re-releases of um you know, of any existing line, whether it was the you know the cartoon lines like Spider Man and Iron Man or what have you. So, I had the Tiger from that Hall of Fame series because, like, I for a long time I was trying to like assemble as many Avengers members as I could. So, like, you you had to kind of like pick and choose. It's like okay, it's like from this like you know Electro series of Spider Man, I've got Captain America with like a stupid funky shield, and you know it's like I got Quicksilver from this other series. So you just had to like mix and match. Yeah, yeah. I just sent Brian a link, like to the the way the packaging looked, but it kind of looks like the logos do on the same uh, website that we're looking at or whatever. But that, yeah. that's kind of what the packaging looked like. Like they were, 
you know, much more economical, tinier packaging. Like, I remember, to me, like, uh, one of the separate lines was uh, an X-Men 2099 line. And at the time, I didn't read the comic book at all and didn't really know who any of the characters were, so that wasn't something I actively sought out. But I think by the time these were released as Marvel Universe figures, I think I picked up the Halloween Jack figure because it was probably only two bucks, three bucks, or something like that at KB. And I had read some of the comics by then, and surprisingly, like, that figure, I thought was, you guys are talking about things setting the standard for articulation. Like, I just thought that was... uh, much more articulated figure than your average toy biz figure. And I remember having a lot of fun just sort of messing around with it, the way you could kind of move his legs around and kind of, you know, he he was kind of one of those kind of creeper-esque characters in the X-Men universe. And then he eventually showed up later on, I think, in, like, X-Force or something. And so I just had a good time kind of, you know, mucking around with that uh, that figure. It's kind of interesting, like, going through these older lines, too, and just remembering, like, um, the articulation really wasn't standard from toy to toy. Like, sometimes, you know, you'd have a figure, you know, again, like Deadpool, that had, like, pretty good articulation. But then another figure you'd get from the same toy line, either but maybe due to, like, a, you know, an action feature or whatever, but they'd be, like, totally, like, gimped in comparison. Yeah, yeah. That, that it wasn't uniform across the, the various yep. lines, I guess. Because yeah. Cause I think I had that brown costume Wolverine, and he had, like, you know, straight as a board arms because you could yeah. hide his, like, claws his within claws his arms. In them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I remember um, there's there's a Sentinel figure from, I think it's, like, the Water Wars yep. line. Like, that's a great yeah, Sentinel I love that figure. One. Like, yeah, he's, like... He had, like, extendable legs and, like, a giant arm cannon that switched out with, like, a mace. Like, I loved that yeah, figure. I, I could never find, like, the giant one that's, like, you know, like you would see from the cartoon series. They made a giant figure. Yeah. Like, I could oh, never I don't find it. You know what's funny? Uh, not to, uh, to add on to the bandwagon of hate, but uh, I think I got that for, like, nine ninety nine at KB. Like, that was the one where his chest opened up and he could, like, capture, like, an X-Man or something like that. Yeah. Like, 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 I thought it was like pretty funny because it was like he wasn't articulated at all. Basically, like he was kind of like a big gnome, you know, that you'd stick in your front lawn. But like his <laughs> arms could like he, his arms could move. I mean, his arms were articulated, but everything else, like his legs were fused together. And then what you would do is I guess he had like rocket arms and rocket like toe pads or something because like you would click a button and like you know that the fist flew out to like you know hopefully punch wolverine upside the head and then you'd click another button and like the toe pad would like hit out and hopefully hit wolverine upside the head and then eventually your main goal was to like you know i guess somehow grab wolverine and then like there was like um i think like some kind of like um capture claw inside his chest where you grab, you know, the X-Man, you know, preferably Wolverine, and, like, you know, draw him back into, you know, his chest, and then he'd be, you know, I guess, taken to the mutant, you know, uh, genocide camp, or whatever Sentinels do with mutants, you know, so. Capture initiated. The Nightcrawler from that Water Wars line with that, you know, Sentinel me and Mike were talking about, like, that's like one of my favorite Nightcrawlers ever. It's like, it has like a lot of articulation. It's like it's his like I guess his Excalibur costume yeah, he was yeah, that's wearing what at it the looks time. Like. 
Like, I remember, like, I had, like, uh, the Holocaust figure from, like, whatever line that was from. And, like, a buddy of mine, oh. like, he, he desperately wanted Holocaust. I was like, look, I'll trade you my Holocaust for Nightcrawler. But he, like, he refused. He's like, no, man, that's, like, this is the best Nightcrawler ever. <laughs> I remember thinking that's funny because they, they can't call him Holocaust, right? What did they call him? Nemesis. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, we can't have a figure called Holocaust. Yeah, did they did they call the action figure that back then, or did they just call it Nemesis? I can't even remember. I think I think they were like I think when the press release went out, and originally it was gonna like have the same name, but then they realized like somewhere in between like that that was not gonna go over well, you know. So then they changed it to it was like Nemesis or whatever his name was, you know. So did you guys have any of the Fantastic Four toys? Because well, like I had a ton of those. I, yeah, I had the Doctor Doom. I remember. I, I had a bunch of them. I mean, I I, I would be willing to say I had a, a just because of KBs and all the toys that went on clearance. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. I'd be willing to say I had at least you know fifty percent of all these toy lines at any given point in time. Oh, I I had the Ben Grimm with like trench coat and hat and disguise. <laughs> like, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I um. I, oh, go ahead, Justin. I, I had that black bolt figure from the first wave. Like I like that's one of my favorite toys ever, probably from that like whole era of toy biz. Like, and he had like this neat feature where like you could push like a button like kind of like below his stomach, and like his arms would flap up. Like I, I had like, I think I had everyone from that first wave except Mole Man. So like I eventually had Black Bolt beat up everyone. Like he beat up the Thing and Terex and Doctor Doom like in a big three way battle and. Like, the only person, like, I had trouble finding was Adam Warlock. And I know they re-released that figure several times, like, with, like, the, the overpower. I don't think he actually, uh, according to this website, it, it was like he was planned, but I don't oh. think he actually came out until the overpowered line. Like, I think it was one of those things where they, they solicited him, but he never actually was released until later on. So that's probably why you never found him. I, mean, I like, like Moleman's growth there in that. Thank you, son. Sorry. <laughs> I had a ton of those Iron Man figures that Brian mentioned with the chrome, like, mix-and-match armor Met- and stuff. Metal Vac Iron Man. Yeah, armor. exactly. Did, I was just going to ask Brian before we... Uh, if, if Not that we're moving on from Fantastic Four, but we're just kind of jumping all over the place here. But uh, did you ever have that Terax figure? Because I would think no. you, would, you would like that. I don't know. Like, I, I remember thinking it was a cool figure because the... Yeah. Uh, the, the figure looked cool, and then and then I don't know if you noticed, but he's got like a little base, and I guess it's supposed to be like him, you know, manipulating the earth or whatever. So you could you could latch his feet into the base. But what was funny was kind of like the old Toy Biz Silver Surfer figure, where there was like um you know a motor in the surfboard. Like that Terax actually has like wheels underneath the um the debris, I guess. So it was like you're supposed to simulate him you know, basically manipulating, you know, the <laughs> elements and stuff. So you, you, on that little purple rock, it was like, oh, this is my asteroid or my, you know, you know, whatever, my, my refuse of planet Earth, and I'm just zooming along with it, with the power cosmic. And I always thought that was a pretty um, pretty sweet um, figure. But I know, like, because of the new warriors uh, fighting Terax, you have an, a, more of an affinity to Terax than probably any of these other guys, but, like, I, I, I had various... I mean, I probably didn't have everybody from every line, but, you know, I remember having the Thanos, Thanos figure and Dragon Man from the second line. You know, basically anybody, anybody who was, who was sort, of, sort of cosmic-powered, you know? You know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, the only figure I'm like recognizing off the bat is like Maybase, all that Silver Surfer. But yeah, that Terex figure looks good for the time. Did they have a Speedball figure? Like, I kind of remember seeing him, maybe. Like, he must have been maybe a repaint of someone, like in that Marvel Universe line. Maybe, maybe as an exclusive or something? Like, maybe something that Wizard... Yeah, I, I don't know, maybe maybe I'm imagining it, but I can kind of, like, picture it in my head, maybe. I don't know. We could always look it up, I suppose. I know there was a, a Firestar exclusive from Toy Fair, but I don't know if there was anything with Speedball. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not pulling okay, up anything. Maybe, maybe like I'm that. just imagining it. What about the, uh, the, uh, the Spider- Spider-Man lines? Yeah, I mean, I, I had stuff from Spider-Man and Iron Man. I mean, I, I don't mind talking about either of those. Between, like, me and my brother, I think we had almost every figure from, like, all the different Spider-Man series. Because, like, like, I was collecting them, and then, like, as he got older and was, like, watching Spider-Man with me, like, he, he really, really, for reals, got into it and was, like... We would just kind of compete, and he'd be like, "Look, he'd be like, I got Carnage." I'd be like, "Well, Carnage is lame. I got Green Goblin." <laughs> yeah, I, I pretty much had like a good like eighty percent of them, probably up for the first like five or six waves. Yeah, I remember being excited yes. to have that Peter Parker figure, you know, with his little brown jacket and his uh, cap <laughs> yeah. and everything like that. And then, uh, you know, m- most of those figures I thought were cool. It's just I think like a lot of things, I bought a couple figures like. You know, whether it was, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, like Peter Parker, I'm pretty sure I bought straight away in the store and things like that. But then, like, a lot of these, I remember buying, you know, either the Marvel Universe versions of them or, or something that was on clearance. But I, I remember having, like, Scorpion and the spider armor and the black outfit and all those kind of different figures. Or, like, the, the goofy-ass, um, when that Electro line came out. Where uh, Captain oh, yeah. <laughs> America had his um, his his little uh, what do you call it like Reese's peanut butter cup shield yeah but like w- it was supposed to be like some kind of um, it's supposed thing to like spark just, yeah spark it sparked like electricity or whatever when you you know tweak the shield or you know if you had the electro figure they they all kind of had that. Screwy feet. And ca- Cap, Cap had like the bushy eyebrows. Yeah, and his eyebrows, like, his eyebrows were huge, huge and blonde. Yeah, it was like hello. It was, it was like huge Bart man. Sears, Captain America, I think. Yeah, but I, I think the one like Spider-Man figure like I searched and searched for forever and never ever found was like the they listed as new Spider-Man, but it's like you know the Ben Riley. Like version of Spider-Man suit. Oh, like, really? I searched okay. for years and never ever found that. Like it drove me crazy. You know, I like found that, him that. at KB's one day, and it was on clearance because it was a little while after the line had initially come out. But I was with a girlfriend at that time, so I totally put it back on the shelf, and then I've never ended up owning one to this day. <laughs> That's funny. I um I I have that figure, but or I did have it um when. Uh, when I was collecting stuff, I think eventually, like, in lieu of collecting teams or groups, because I was, like, trying to build, like, the X-Men or, you know, whoever I was trying to team build at the time. Um, but eventually I kind of turned it into, like, I think DC versus Marvel had come out not too long ago. And even though it was, like, a goofy-ass 
comic crossover and, you know, people voted who won and all that stuff. I was still trying to sort of recreate that in, like, action figure form. So I think at the time, you know, I had, like, the Kenner Man of Steel line. So I was like, cool, I've got Superboy. Now I just need him to fight Ben Riley Spider-Man. And then that, that action figure came out. So I would have those two, you know, fight each other because they were the you know, whoever it was, you know, I'd have, like, the Man of Steel Kenner action figure fight against, um, uh, I guess this kind of jumps around to different lines, but I'd have him fight the Smart Hulk from the, the Toy Biz uh, Hulk transformation line, which is, like, one of the best Hulk figures I think I've owned, you know, in my time or whatever. But, uh, yeah. Mike, did you ever have Morbius or Blade from Spider-Man series? <laughs> no. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Morbius had like that like Manny Faces gimmick where he'd switch from vampire to human face, but his human face was like so terrible that it like it, it was like it, it was like vampire to like ugly deformed person or something. No, my face, skin translucent, basal structure distorted. Hey. I've got to reverse this. I, I remember, like, a birthday party, like, my brother got the sixth-armed Spider-Man, and, like, for some reason, he hated it. He, like, he thought it was really lame, and, then, like, he also had, like, the man-spider. But, like, I eventually, like, traded those and got those from him. Like, I thought those were, like, really cool figures for some reason. Like, you know, the sixth-armed <laughs> Spider-Man, you squeeze his legs, and, like, all his different arms, like, flail around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like in a panic. I remember being excited at the, uh, the other yeah. figures that would come out that weren't Spider-Man in the line, but were still pretty cool. Like, oh, you mean like you mean like in that Bug Fighters line when like Insectoid Wasp yes. came out? Yes, that's what <laughs> I'm talking about. When Insectoid Wasp came out in the Bug Fighters line. No, I'm actually talking about like when like Doctor Strange came out or like yeah. Punisher, you know, guys like that. that. Where I was like, oh, those are pretty sweet figures. Yeah, that Doctor Fucking Strange Bug Wasp. Awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> Then I'd have to buy uh, freaking uh, uh, Cro-Magnon Wolverine to get the little Franklin Richards fucking accessory so he could wipe fucking Bug Wasp out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> that Wolverine had real like arm hair, like he, he had like a big, he had a big like tuft of black arm hair on each arm. Uh, and that the Franklin Richards looked like super like deformed and weird too. Like I remember, like my cousin had him. Like I I bought Onslaught, and he was like, "Well, I'm, if you're gonna buy Onslaught, I'm gonna buy like someone cool, like Wolverine." And I'm like, "That's like bandana, like lame Wolverine." And and he's like, "Who's this guy who comes with them?" And I was like, "That's that's the the, the Fantastic Four's kid." And he was like, "What? He looks like a friggin' like cartoon or something." <laughs> Um, I thought the apocalypse from that onslaught series was awesome. Like it's so freaking huge, and like he's all wrapped up like a mummy. Like, uh, like I wish I'd kept that. I think I eventually traded it off. But like, man, that was a great figure. Oh yeah, I remember that. He had like yeah the like red mummy wrapping yeah. around his arms and legs. Yeah. It's funny how many figures Apocalypse has had over the years, because, like, I remember he was even in that very, very first X-Men figure line from 1991, but I remember thinking the, uh, the second one they released, like, the Bart Sears designed one, looked way better than the, I guess, the one that came yeah. with pencil or whatever it was. As, 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 as. And then, yeah, and I remember, um, 
there's there's two other uh, yeah like I always liked Apocalypse's design because I guess since like I like Transformers and robots like I always like liked him and like there was one I forgot what line he's from but he he I called him Mega Man Apocalypse because he looked like a Mega Man villain like he had like all these spring loaded projectiles that were in these compartments that you had to like open and they just like spring spring out and and then there was a second Apocalypse I really loved. It was one of those flying lines, but he had, like, bat wings, and they, like, folded in front of his chest and stuff is like it, that. Is it the Missile Flyers line? Yeah, yeah, the Missile Flyer Apocalypse, yeah. Okay. Let me, Let's I gotta see if I can find that, like, Mega Man Apocalypse, too. The Missile Flyers Bishop was a really great figure, like, I love that one. Yeah. Well, I'm Some... sure it's not this, uh, Battle Blasters line, but, uh... No, it might be. That sounds familiar. Hmm. Well, oh. speaking of Mega Man and video games, I'm just going to give a shout-out to what I think is, like, the greatest Captain America figure, like, ever, um, which I may try to reacquire it, because I think it's cool, um, is the the one that comes with Morrigan in, like, the Marvel vs. Capcom 2-pack. And yeah. then, while I was looking on this site, actually, um, I realized it actually, like, it, it, it's actually a uh, not a repaint or whatever, but like I guess there's actually a Silver Age line of Toy Biz figures, and and that same mold is used in that Silver Age line as well. So I don't know if I'll track down the the old school Capcom one or maybe the Silver Age one, but I do like that that mold. I remember thinking his articulation was like almost just just right, you know, like just perfect. Apparently, like, Holocaust was part of the X-Men Ninja Force line. I don't know why he's not a ninja, but he was called Dark Nemesis. Ah, uh, Dark Nemesis. Dark Nemesis. Yeah. Gotta have dark in front of it. And he's totally a ninja. And he's totally a ninja. Ninja Force. Ninja Force. Okay, so... Hey. So, I, I mean, in terms of... I, I don't. There's plenty of other lines to talk about. I mean, we got Iron Man and... Ghost Rider, Incredible Hulk, you know, stuff like that. I mean, basically, they were all tie-ins to all the... Well, except for Ghost Rider, I guess. All the cartoons and stuff that they had. But uh, I, I I remember being all excited about Ghost Rider, because, you know, I, I like the comics and stuff, so... I, I think I had an exploding Ghost Rider, but yeah, I think yeah, that was the that, only one that's, I had. That's the, that's the Johnny Blaze old school, it, yeah. you know. Pretty much that, that was that the original Ghost Rider. Like, the only thing was... I, I was like, stop exploding! God damn it. Like, stop exploding, you like coward! It's like one of those things where he put all his parts together. together and be like, yes, I have the here's, original here's, here's, the, here's, here's what I was talking about, the Mega, Mega Man apocalypse. Wow, okay. Super <laughs> super shooters. Yeah. Cool. He, he, like, that, that whole like chest assembly opened up, and he had all these like spring-loaded like missiles and stuff inside. Very cool. Giant A on his chest, so you don't forget yeah. his name. He's Apocalypse Man. The uh, the, the what, what if I confused him with uh, Avalanche? Then would he get all upset? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Oh well, here's a nice comparison of like all apocalypses. Whoa. I think I had like most of those. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I like the... I like that Bart Sears designed one to the left. I remember thinking yeah. he was he was well done. I mean, for for the time, anyway. But I I don't know. Does anybody want to talk about Iron Man or Hulk or anything? Um, like from the Hulk, I had the uh, rampaging Hulk, and I think 
yeah, I had the She-Hulk because I put her with like my Avengers, but I think those were the only two I had. Like I, I watched the cartoon, but like I, for some reason, I only had those two figures. I think when the line first came out, like I was all excited about the Savage Hulk that came with Bruce Banner, but when I actually saw the Savage Hulk figure, I was like really let down because I thought it looked super lame. Um, and so then I ended up buying the Rampaging because I thought it looked like the Hulk, you know? And then and, uh, I think the rest of them ended up going on clearance, and so I, I bought, like, almost all of them, even, like, the the one, you know, Savage Hulk with the transforming banner that I thought was lame. Um, and then some of those smaller lines, like the, the ones that weren't as tall, like, because those could probably, I mean, those could probably pass for you know, the the first series and then, like, the Transformations line with, like, the Smart Hulk and Abomination and the Maestro, like, those could almost pass for, like, Marvel Legends size, I would think. You know what I mean? Like, they, they were pretty big. Um, and then later on, they had, like, other, like, three-inch lines and stuff like that. And I remember getting the Leader Hulk because it came with uh, that little gargoyle figure. So I was like, I don't know, trying to support Mark Hamill in my head or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I thought I thought that was cool because I liked having the gargoyle and the leader Hulk and stuff like that. And I think I had, like, the Wendigo, and he had, like, real hair instead of, like, sculpted hair and things like that. And I had, like, that Zax figure, you know, the uh, electric dude or whatever. So, like, I, I had all of those. I think I, I think I just bought one of those Hulks because I was kind of like, I need, I need a Hulk. I just like that they had, like, all the different versions of them, you know? It was like you could get the Savage Hulk, and then you could get, like, the Joe Fix-It Hulk, which I thought looked pretty cool. And then, you know, I, I didn't have all of them, but you could you could have, like, Hulk 2099 and, you know, and then, you know, later. I, I Yeah, I liked getting, like, the Maestro and the, the Professor Hulk or, I guess, Smart Hulk or whatever. So... I thought oh. those were all really cool. I guess one thing I regret never getting from Iron Man was the uh, the Fing Fang Fing Fang Foom figure, which I thought was kind of neat looking. My favorite Iron Man figure is um, Smokestacks Iron Man. Smokestacks <laughs> from that Avengers like yeah. line that had like well, it had like those four guys. Yeah, I it was think. like Heroes Born Iron Man, Thor, Loki, and uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I had that. I had that Iron Man. There's permanently askew legs, mostly. <laughs> yeah. he had and like, he had like that weird recharge station thing he came with. And yet, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch still looks prettier than the Marvel Legends Scarlet Witch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I never ended up getting like a Hawkeye figure from that Iron Man line. I like did. I found out. Lo- Shut up. No, yeah, I, 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 I had a Hawkeye figure too. For the same reason, basically. <laughs> I hate you. Have no, no, no. I, I do. It was, it was just to, to fight uh, Green Arrow, mostly. So. <laughs> now, I found, like, a loose one at, like, a yard sale, but he had nothing with him. So I was like, I can't have Hawkeye without his arrows. Uh, I just kind of let it go. I'm noticing on that Heroes Reborn, uh, Thor's waist is actually, like, skinnier than uh, Wanda's. <laughs> <laughs> Thor's, Thor's going to watch those rice cakes. <laughs> Loki Did you guys have a century figure? Yes. <laughs> Mike, did you have the Madam Web figure? <laughs> no. <laughs> Slap her foot. 
I thought it was fun. Like, I know it doesn't do that, but, like, it would be funny if her, like, if her action feature was her chair, like, flips her out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Launching Madam Web. So I guess, I, I, don't, I don't know, is there any more, uh, like, sort of old-school Toy Biz talk? Like, do, do you, since we're talking about the Avengers, like, did anybody collect any of those Avengers from the, uh, the, uh, you know... Avengers! Yeah, did, did anybody collect any of the toys from that line? No. No. Nope. That, the, the Ultron from that line looked awesome, though. I, I like I kept yeah, I kept wanting to get it, but then I was like I already had the vault figure at that point, and I was like, well, this one's awesome too. So I mean, I don't need another Ultron yeah. basically. I, I wanted that Vision, but I was like, he looks so weird and different from the comics, so I ended up like not getting him. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I, I. I think by that point, I was kind of done with Toy Biz, like per se. I guess we could move on to uh, to like Marvel Legends and. I don't know, select and, and universe, universe, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the, what, what Legends, Legends is the big, big six-inch line that basically has been going on trucking for years now, I guess. Because I guess if you think about it, I guess it started with those Spider-Man classics way back in 2000, pretty much. I mean, yeah, you know, and I have that. I have that, like, first... McFarlane, like Spidey. Yeah, th- those classic. are those are. I think those are great Spider-Man figures. I mean, I, I remember buying one for myself and then buying one for for a buddy of mine, and and I think they're pretty cool. I eventually got rid of it, but um, just for for shits and giggles, um, I ended up buying uh, rebuying that McFarlane one and then the uh, the first appearance one for my little Ditko Force sketch or whatever. Yeah, I like it, but, like, mine's, like, as loose as, like, a marionette now, pretty much. It's just, like, so floppy. Yeah, I'm going to try to mess around with this one, because it's not, like, most of the joints are pretty fine on this first appearance one, but his one of his shoulder twists is very marionette loose. But supposedly the way you uh, you can rectify that is to put some, like, super glue on it and, like, kind of keep articulating it so that it gets like an extra layer of sort of, you know, stuff <laughs> there so it'll actually sort of not be so loose or whatever. But I mean, I, I don't have a lot of experience with Marvel Legends per se. Like I was saying, I, I bought those two and then I ended up getting a loose Doctor Strange, Strange. just for that Ditko Force sketch that I, I did with most of my DC Universe Classics figures, um, but I don't really have much experience outside of that. Um, I, I don't want to be overly negative, but like I've mentioned in the past, maybe to uh, people, you know, here on the show in private, but not maybe on the air, you know, you know uh, some of those Marvel Legends figures kind of frighten me. Um, I guess for me, it's the the balance between having great articulation and having a figure that looks like a human being, I guess, you know, and, and, and I think sometimes a, a lot of the Marvel uh, legends figures fall short of that. Like they're, they're super articulated. Like, don't get me wrong. Like they're, they're so articulated. I wouldn't be surprised if you could pull down their pants and articulate their genitals, but it just, it doesn't like look like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised look- if you could do that. 
It doesn't look... What? My Doctor Strange figure is right here. He's totally like, by the hairy hosts of Hagoth, articulate me. Um, but um, it just... I, I don't know. Like, some of the... Uh, the, the, the physicality, you know, I, I the, it's hard to, to talk about it on air. It's much easier to just show people, you know, pictures of Stevie Wonder Daredevil and be like, dude, like, why does this figure look like he's got tomatoes for shoulders? You know, show like, me a picture of Stevie Wonder Daredevil. I'm gonna okay, see okay. So, right. let me, I call him Elton John Daredevil. There are Marvel? some figures like, and uh, there's actually a Daredevil, Daredevil figure that suffers from this, but they just look kind of like, I don't know if it's supposed to be veins or extra detail, but they look kind of bumpy and like gross, you know? Like they're, I mean, because I, I think out. some of them to me look like roid monkeys. Like they all take steroids or something or whatnot, you know, like like that, that kind of stuff like freaks me out. Um, but you guys can talk more about uh, like the legends that you like and enjoy and own. I'll, I'll look for this uh, Stevie Wonder Daredevil here in a minute. Legend, legends are very hit or miss, I guess, yeah. yes. is the best way to describe it. Like, sometimes you get really, really awesome ones, and sometimes you're, like, really disappointed in how something turned out. Mm-hmm. I, like, personally, like, I didn't start collecting them, like, until Series 9, like, the Galactic Series. Like, this girl I was seeing, she got me Doctor Strange for Christmas. And, like, I mean, I'd seen these figures in Walmart and Kmart or wherever, like, you know, all the time, but, like, I kept resisting them like at the time i was buying like so many like transformers like i just kept like saying like nope i can't like get into anything else you know as much as i want these figures i'm just gonna i'm gonna focus on getting a bunch of transformers and then that like that dr strange like just started the avalanche like i got that i was like man this is awesome so like i just started buying them for there and like i haven't stopped basically believe it or not i think it was uh the Spider-Man 2 superposable Spider-Man that got me into, like, buying Marvel Legends, I think, because I was like, oh, well, these guys are in the same scale, and they look, like, designed the same, so they must be, like, just as good. And, like, yeah, then I just started, it started an avalanche, basically. And that's still, like, that Spider-Man is still, like, even though it's, like, the movie costume, it's still one of my, like, favorite Spider-Man figures. I think the only movie Spider-Man toy I have is the one with the magnets, because I thought it was cool he could stick to my fridge. <laughs> um, let me see if I can find... I know they did a couple repaints of it where they tried to make it closer to, like, uh, regular Spider-Man, but I think one of the, the... The first... One of the first, like, regular ones, though, I bought was the... The, the Hobgoblin, uh, the Demon Hobgoblin... Uh, like I, it's like in one of the first Spider-Man like offshoot series. Yeah, but it's like a Spider-Man classics or something. Yeah, it's like yeah, but it's not like the classic Hobgoblin. It's kind of like the yeah, Mackendale yeah, like yeah. Demon Hobgoblin. Hmm. And then they made like that much better like classic Kingsley Hobgoblin that see, I now, went like insane trying to find. See now that that I'll go to bat for because I looked at that. And I, I went, man, like, maybe I should buy that, because that looks really fucking cool. But I, I just don't think, I think that's one of, like, the really, like, if, if most of the figures looked like that classic Hobgoblin, I would probably be all over them. But I, I think more of them, to me, don't look like that. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, not not all of them are up to that standard, basically. I, I feel bad, because it's like, I'm sure there's characters that I really like. Like, I love, you know, Ghost Rider and Silver Surfer, and even, like, the silver-armored Iron Man, but I, I don't know, those the, those Legends figures all seem to suffer from, like, you know, fat face and 
you know, I don't know, or or they just don't look right. Like, I figure if if I ever got a Ghost Rider Marvel Legends, I would, like, buy, like, three different versions of them and, like, head swap a bunch of stuff just to get, like, one that I thought looked halfway decent or something. Does anyone have, like, spe- some specific, like, really, like, awesome Marvel Legends that they want to single out? Um, Ant-Man, I think that's a great figure. Um, Hawkeye and... Uh, Captain Marvel, like, I think those are great figures. Like, I've got them, like, set up in, like, my big Avengers, like, you know, area. Like, those are, like, front and center, like, those guys. There are a few that, like, I think of the same question for myself. And, like, there's some interesting ones that surprised me that ended up being my favorite. Um, like, the Miss Marvel that came out, I think she's awesome. And she was, like, one of the first good, like, female Marvel Legend characters. Because, you know, as everyone likes to rag on Scarlet Witch, they haven't always had, like, the best record of producing, like, good-looking female figures. But I really like her figure. Yeah, she looks decent. I'm trying to, I'm just looking through a bunch of them to see, like... No, which one I really like is, um, the, uh, movie... I, the Iron Man 2 movie War Machine, like, I think that's an awesome, like, figure. Like, not in, just since, since they kind of, like, retconned that into his, like, comic armor in some places, too. Like, it can double as, like, comic War Machine, too, so. Like, the the first War Machine, I remember being super disappointed at, because he was, like, super ugly, and his head was a, a ginormous, and... I guess he was based on that, like, U.S. War Machine, like, movie, uh, series that, like, Chuck Austin wrote. Okay. Uh, like, yeah, he was, like, super, he was a super bad figure, though. Okay, not to not to interrupt, but uh, here you go, Brian. Here is uh, Tomatoes, Shoulders, Stevie Wonder, Daredevil, you know, and it's like, <laughs> like I'm saying, I love, I love Daredevil. It's just awesome because that picture looks like he's just bebopping down the street too. I love Daredevil, and if you, if you want to see this picture, of course you can go to MarvelToys.net and just look up Marvel, Marvel. Legends Face Off Series One from 2006 Daredevil with like the Matt Murdock face. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love Daredevil. His current comic is the shit. Uh, many of his comic runs have been the shit. Like, I love Daredevil. He's an Irish Catholic like yours truly. But uh, this figure, no. You know what I mean? Like, just no no way in hell. I need a receipt. The only copy. Time is of the essence, Mr. Murdoch. I call him Elton John Daredevil. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like... And and, and to me, it's like, I guess a lot of the Marvel Legends figures look like... Like, whatever you feel like when you see this figure, like, I feel like that with, like, 80% of the Marvel Legends figures, you know? So... I, just, I'm like I'm hearing like pinball wizard in my head right now. That death dumb blind kid sure plays a mean pinball. <laughs> Send your angry emails to fanholespodcast at gmail dot com. See, but that that's the thing, like Daredevil, Daredevil. Ghost Silver Surfer, like those are those all are guys, guys like, like awesome, but but I, I, it, it looks like like. like Later, later versions of Daredevil they made look better to me, you know? But it, it just seems funny that they have to make so many different versions of a character to get it right. Like, I guess just to illustrate my point is, um, hopefully I can do this in an expedient manner, but the recent Iron Man Legends figures that have just come out look pretty cool to me. Like the um, that, that one that you guys got, the Neo Classic one, like that looks pretty cool. 
Um, and That's then one of my favorite figures of the you know entire yeah. series so far. It's right, right. And and along well, those lines, uh, I, we were joking about it in another podcast. But what I was calling the uh, the classic armor with the the drunk head and then the indented you know horn head or whatever for Iron Man, like it seems like that's kind of the same basic build and mold, right? Like, I mean, would you guys agree or disagree? Or? Yeah, it, it, I think it might be a repaint. I'm not exactly sure. Well, I'm just saying, like, it looks, it looks kind of, you know, or like, a remold. You know, it has that same aesthetic or whatever. Now, I guess my question is: in this Marvel Legends series one from 2002, I mean, isn't this right here the same armor as that one that's just recently released? I mean, technically, it's the same armor. Yeah, yeah it's not the same mold. No, 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 no. That's yet. what I'm saying. Like, uh, exactly. Like that mold looks fucking ugly as hell. Like that, that's my <laughs> yeah. whole point. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, they have to keep remaking figures again and again until they get it to look sort of cool looking. I guess I don't know. I, to me, I'm like, I wouldn't touch that figure with a ten foot pole. But the other <laughs> one that just came out with the swappable heads, like that, kind of looks cool. Like I would consider that. I found the best example I can find of that, like, bumpy, gross texture I was talking about, like on this Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wonder Man has the yeah. same problem, because he's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and, and there's, I, I'm pretty sure there's a Daredevil that has that same weird, weird, gross problem. Yeah. It's like, hmm. I really like the modular Iron Man from, like, the two-pack series, of, like, the it's him versus Mandarin, like... That's probably one of my favorites, too. But I'm, I'm partial to that armor anyway. Well, does that look more like a cartoon? Uh, Hang on, let me get a... Here's a picture of it. Oh, the face-off. Yeah, so it, it's kind of from that same line. Oh, yeah, that, that Punisher one looks kind of like his first appearance. Like, I, I can see how that those all kind of work. See, the, the thing that bugs me, like, I, I know this is going to be all picky and stuff, and if... People don't know uh, what we're... I guess we're looking at MarvelLegends.net right now with this face-off thing, but you see where the ball joints are on that Iron Man? Like, mm -hmm. for his legs? It's like, to me, like, I get it. Like, you, you know, people are like, we need articulation. Like, it's super awesome. He has 360 degrees where he can, you know, I don't know. Do a split. He, well, he can do a Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, right? but, but DC Universe Classics can do splits. I mean, th this is kind of extreme, where it's like, not only can he do a split, he can kick up a whirlwind by throwing <laughs> his leg, like, in a 360-degree motion. And the problem is, like, it's like, okay, his, his, his uh, you know, his torso looks pretty good, his biceps look kind of too huge, yeah. you know, and then, and then you go down to, you know, where his, uh, you know, his iron underwear is or whatever, right? And it kind of looks like a normal... Um, you know, uh, uh, crotch piece, I guess, for lack of a better word. But then again, he's got these fucking tomato things in the middle of his, uh, you know, extending out from his crotch. And I'm like, I get it. It's for the articulation. But it's just kind of like, can't you make those look like, like, normal? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> it just looks like he's got two big tomatoes in his fucking underwear or something. Like, I mean, that kind of stuff, like, it's like an, an otherwise cool figure. I just sitting there going, what are these big balls, you know, like, doing in the middle of the <laughs> like, figure, you know? So, 
but, but I, I, don't I, I don't need to be down on them or anything, anything like, that. like that. I guess it's just my personal preference or whatever. No, I get it. Yeah, so it's not. I'm not trying to be negative about it, but hopefully, maybe it's it's humorous to listen to me kvetch <laughs> about you know tomato joints or whatever they are. But another um, thing comparing yeah. those to like the DC six inch um, lines too is that like the DC ones end up having a lot more sturdier legs and they don't get loose like the Marvel Legend ones do because with those ball joints I have a lot of figures where I have to like prop two or three together and if like one starts tipping it you know takes down almost a whole shelf and like a domino effect but those DC figures are really solid so I wish they would change like the hip design I, as you might be able to tell from my avatar I have a Stan Lee Marvel Legend He's pretty cool. His head—you can swap his head with like Peter Parker, and under his like cloth clothing, he has like a Spider-Man outfit. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I wonder if Stan Lee has a Stan Lee Marvel Legend. It's funny, like it's like an exclusive, and I thought like you know it would be like a uh, like expensive, but I found him for like twenty bucks in like the collectible store near my house. So Shh, don't tell Stan. I'm like. like Jack Kirby doesn't even get a Marvel Legends. Like, why, why, yeah, it was like, why aren't I getting any money from this? I created Marvel Legends. Where's Where's my Jack Kirby and Steve Duco Marvel Legends? God damn it! I want I want a reclusive Marvel Legend that like hides out from all the other action <laughs> figures and doesn't give interviews <laughs> and like, and then we could have a, a a Kirby Marvel Legends who will be all awesome and stuff. Does does anybody want to talk about? Um, I mean, I know we're still talking about legends and stuff like that. Do, do, does anybody want to talk about? Uh, does anybody have any experience with like the select line or or want to talk about Marvel Universe or anything like that? I've got several of the Marvel Universe figures. I don't have any selects. I have exactly one select toy, and like my my roommate bought him for me because he was like on clearance, and I guess he was like joking with me. But it's the Chitari soldier from the Avengers like, <laughs> like movie line, and like it's fucking terrible. Like like I, I was like I don't know anyone who would pay like twenty five bucks for this thing. Like it's like it's like it's you know what it's like. It's like, did anyone ever have, like, from the like, original Power Rangers line, like, one of the alien, like, the big aliens, like, Goldar, or, like, you know, one of the, like, henchmen or whatever? I, I, had, a, like, I had a Goldar at one point, a Lord Zed, but I think they well, were... You know how they're, like, like almost, like, hollow plastic, almost, uh, sort of like that? That's what, like, the Chitari soldier was like, kind of, like, and, like, barely any articulation, and, I don't know, just really... You know, nice sculpting, but, like, man, like, cheap feeling, I guess. I don't know. I, I looked at some of them. Some of them seem to have, like, like really extravagant bases and sort of, sort of external, external accessories. Like, with the Green Goblin one, it's like he's got a whole Peter Parker that's unmasked as one of his accessories. Like, yeah. It's kind of like, wow, that's almost like a whole other figure, except for the fact that it probably doesn't move around or do anything. Kind of like how, I guess, Thanos comes with... Um, Death. With death, but yeah. she doesn't really do much. She's just kind of a statuette or, or what have you. Um, you know, I, I would think it, it would probably be cool to get, like, you, you know, maybe the, the bigger, more massive guys, you know, like to get a... Yeah, like uh, Thanos yeah, and Thanos Juggernaut and, and stuff. And yeah. things like that, because maybe, you know, you kind of say, hey, look at how massively massive these guys are, you know, kind of doing a, you know, a Todd McFarlane one. You know, I, I was kind of like... Like the Marvel Universe Spider-Man, and then stick them up against like a seven-inch, eight-inch, 
you know, Ultimate Hulk or something, and then it's like you recreate that scene from uh, the Cosmic Spider-Man, you know, where McFarlane drew Hulk like he was a friggin' planet next to uh, next to Spider-Man in the shadow or whatever. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't like is, like, I see, like, they have that Flash, Thompson, Venom, like, Marvel select, uh-huh. and I'm kind of like, well, it's like, well, if I want Flash, Thompson, Venom, am I going to have to, like, hunt one of those down? Like, are they going to make a Marvel Legends of that? Like, you know, what's the what's the plan here? You well, know, it, it, it seems to be, like, that way with, like, DC figures sometimes, too, where, you know, you've got the guys that are released as, you know, I guess DC collectibles is what they're calling them now, but I still call them DC Direct. And it's like they're acting like, oh, we don't want to compete with each other, you know. And it's like, well, you're not. I don't want your shitty select or DC figure, uh, you know, direct figure. I want, I want the universe classic or the legends or you know whatever it is you, whatever whatever version it is you prefer. So I don't, I don't see it as competition, but I guess maybe they do, you know, that they have to talk to each other and not release the same, the same stuff, you know. No, I was just gonna say like it doesn't seem like Marvel pays that much attention between you know. Uh, not trying to compete with one another because there's lots of figures that have released like pretty closely to one another okay. between the two lines, like Captain Marvel and stuff, and like regular Venom. I know you know there's a select one, but there's also been regular ones too. So I wouldn't rule out uh, Flash Thompson Venom being in Marvel Legends at some point. Yeah, I figured it might happen, but like you know, at this point, like when it's not announced, you're just kind of like, well, you know, what's what's going on? <laughs> you know, hello. Don't you have a uh, a select saber tooth, Brian? Yeah, um, I actually have the Thanos you talked about, and I agree with you, like, with the characters that would normally be larger scale in the comics, like, the select figures work awesome with uh, Marvel Legends Legend figures. figures. Um, I have, you know, Thanos Thanos right next to Adam Adam Warlock, Warlock. and Thanos is one of my favorite figures. But, yeah, with Sabretooth, um, Uh, he's, yeah, probably an inch or so too high. He kind of dwarves anyone around him. Um, I suppose which might make sense with Wolverine, but I kind of keep Saber Two separate from my hmm. Marvel Legends, whereas Thanos I can put right in there. Hey Justin, did you ever try and hunt down that Savage Land exclusive set? Yeah, I tried, and um, it, I feel like I would be like busting my wallet or bank account if like I found it because it's like super expensive on eBay. Like, yeah, they look pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. like I mean, I had the old. Um, X-Men Savage Land set that had Kazar. And oh, Zark. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, like, was, that was pretty cool, except for the yeah. fact that Kazar had all those painted red war paint all yeah. over his body. But uh, the Zabu was pretty cool. Like, as far as, like, um, Marvel Universe goes, like, and I know Derek hates this character kind of with a passion, but, like, <laughs> I think my favorite one is uh, the Red Hulk. And, like, it's it's a really good representation of, like, you know, capturing, like, Eggman Guinness's artwork, I think, like, Oh, is that for the? That's for the the universe line or the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you What do you think about like universe scale in terms of that? Like, because I I, I kind of like the idea of having three and three fourths type figures. I mean, you know, obviously, like I, I suppose you know you're talking about like whether somebody's an Elvis person or a Beatles person. You know, obviously, I'm more of a you know Elvis DC person than a Beatles Marvel person or whatever. And that you know that's just true of me. But I mean, I'll totally I'll t- admit. That, that that DC Infinites line, you know, their three and three fourths inch figure line, man, that those look horrible. Yeah, like those look totally awful. Like I, I'll totally own up to that. Like I I think I, I don't know how to explain it, but all my problems with the way the figures look look in a six inch scale, like I think it adds to them 
in a three and three fourths inch scale because I I think I found myself admiring uh, Majil on, on Botok, however you say that, you know, uh, you know uh, his his uh, you know setups with his three and three fourths inch figures. Like I, I kind of went, ooh, look, it's you know Spider Man and his amazing friends, you know, or or whatever you know little three packs and sets he had, you know, things like that. I always kind of thought like, oh, those look pretty cool together, you know, like so. I, I guess for for me, I just thought some of those details looked better in a smaller scale, but, uh, in terms of, like, scale, I guess, like, do you think that Red Hulk is too small compared to some of the other lines, or, or, you know, the other three and three-fourths inch guys, or, or is he just fine, or what? Um, I like him just fine, I mean, I, I also have the scar from that universe line, because okay. I can, I could never find the Legends one, I think the universe scar is, like, a really great figure, too, and, like, they, you know, they're both, like, the same size, so I'm not, like, grumpy that, like, you know, one's one's bigger than the other one. But, you know, right, it's like, right. at the same time, it's like, if I put, you know, Moon Knight beside of them, he's he's kind of the same height. It's just that they're they're nice and bulky, I guess. Okay. And I've, I've only had, I guess, bad experiences with the Universe line. Like, I have, like, I've only got a handful of them. I've got Hawkeye, um, Deadpool, and, like, Jim Lee Cyclops. But like like I think I've mentioned it before, like Deadpool and Hawkeye can barely hold any of their accessories. So it's mm-hmm. like and they can barely stand too, so like I stopped buying them pretty much after those first couple. I noticed yeah. I mean, at least looking at them, like sometimes I would get discouraged because I, I, I noticed I was looking at like old bot talk threads and there were points where I was pretty you know, I was very, very close to breaking my non-toy buying hiatus with Marvel Universe, too. Um, but, like, say, like, the U.S. agent figure, like, in the Captain America line, like, I, I never saw one that had, like, nice paint apps, like, where you'd look at his stripes, and invariably there'd always be some kind of red-pink splotch on the white stripes or something, and, like, his ears would have, like, black on them, you know what I mean? Or, like, his little wings, you know, things like that, where that that kind of was like, well, I don't want to spend all this money if he's going to, you know, have all these, like, you know, I guess quality control issues and stuff like that, too. So I, I guess in that sense, like, I never jumped the gun on those, but I, I, I do find myself admiring people's collections of uh, of Marvel Universe figures, you know, so. Mm-hmm. If I was, like, getting into collecting the toys now, I'd probably go Marvel Universe rather than Marvel Legends, but I have so much money in Marvel Legends, it doesn't make sense to rebuy yeah, them all yeah, at that yeah, scale. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of, like, cherry-pick, you know. You, I got, you mean, like... You mean you don't have the Universe Constrictor, Brian? I do, actually, because oh. <laughs> I hadn't heard that the Select one was coming out, or the Legends one was coming out. So I do have Constrictor. Um, and I know, I know you guys have guys seen like, like my G.I. Joe diorama, but the, the few that the few uh, universe figures I do have, I kind of threw in there, and it's kind of fun to mix them up with the Joe scale. Have the Hulk uh, running around smashing up. Uh, yeah, Hulk smashing the Pentor's tank. Wolverine's uh, stabbing some like infantry wuss. Nice. I got the absorbing man like turning in like it's a half metal half flesh figure so his hands up on like a uh, one of the his tanks and stuff so it's it's fun to play with. Did you ever did you ever grab that Nova one that came out? No, I don't think I I even saw it in the stores like uh, okay. it's it's pretty rare that you know I even peruse them anymore but um there definitely have been some figures that got released in universe that like I lamented didn't get 
put into Legends. Like, I'd love to have a full-size Gladiator figure, and they have yeah, that universe, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I mean, you know, I, obviously, I, I suppose many people have large wish lists of, of characters they'd like to see in specific formats, you know. Swordsman. Like, yeah, yeah, like a swordsman. Well, it, it's funny, though. Have, have there been many swordsman figures at all? I know we've talked about, like, all these different lines, but are, are there any, like, figures from Toy Biz or anything like that? I don't or? think there's a single swordsman See, that's kind of a shame. Like, you, you know, it's like, I, I, that's kind of why I feel like sometimes I'm kind of like, oh, it's too bad. Like, it's like you've got like 15,000 Wolverine figures and like, like three or four different versions of Daredevil and stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. all these versions of Iron Man, the exact same armor, but then you don't have like one, you know, one swordsman figure. It's like, why? Or just give me Hellcat. <laughs> hey, so- Songbird's coming out oh, yeah. soon. So yeah, cool. Songbird. Hey, and then and then Mike, are you all, all excited, excited about Death's Head? Even though he's three and three fourths inch, or are you kind of yeah? I, I mean, I'll get him as long as like the line isn't canceled by then, because I know they haven't like announced anything for this coming year or whatever. But well, they, like, they I, they're probably that. just waiting until San Diego. I mean. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I'll definitely pick him up. So. He can be like he can be. He's all in the three and three fourths line. Like he'll 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 be like all ready for his like Doctor Who team up or whatever, nice. rather than like his Transformers one. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I have a question that kind of um, covers all toy lines that we've talked about tonight. But I was curious if you guys have ever made like a really killer toy trade, like something maybe you can find you trade with a buddy and we're really happy with the results or anything like that. I, I don't know if it would apply to Marvel characters. Fair enough, only, I was curious. No, no, no. The only thing I can think of is I, I don't think it was a killer trade. It was probably stupid. But at the time, like, I really, really wanted a Jazz figure because uh, Jazz was, like, one of the last Autobots still alive in Season 3, you know? And um, I think this guy's Jazz was completely fucked up. Like, the hood was broken off and like it was just a shitty you know it's like if you transformed him into a car he looked like you know a robot without you know with a front bumper and a back bumper basically you know like that's how bad the figure looked but i think i ended up giving him uh one of my um deluxe insecticons because i kind of rationalized that he wasn't a quote-unquote real character because he wasn't on the cartoon you know and and that was a swap I did, but I, I don't think it was in my favor. Like I I think it was probably stupid. <laughs> but at the time at the time I was like, oh yeah, but I'll never find that jazz figure. It doesn't matter that he looks like he's completely battle damaged. Like he really went through a war with Unicron or something. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was messed up. I know I once traded that um, Toy Biz onslaught for like three figures, and I know I got. One of them was Tigra, and I can't remember the other two. Like, I think it might have been that light-up Gambit I got, but I always thought that was a good trade. What about you, Stanley? You got any good trades? No. I can't think of anything off the top of my I traded them all! I've got no imagination! Kirby, Ditko, help me! (laughs) (laughs) Help me think of a good trade, and then I'll take credit for it. Kirby and Ditko made all the good trades. Awesome. I'll take credit credit for it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, where's my Where's my San Diego Comic Con exclusive funky Flashman figure? You telling me I have to use this crappy Marvel Legends figure as my funky? You got to custom the Stanley. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. I'm I'm willing to talk about this some more, but if not, we can just go into uh, awesome thing of the week. Um, do you guys have like any white whales, like any like figures, like you're still kind of like to this day, like searching for whether it's like old or new? I've got like several, like a list of like Marvel Legends that I still want to pick up, but I just haven't done it yet because either they're so common that like I just haven't brought myself to buy them yet even though like I see them everywhere or they're just too expensive. What what are the ones that are like super Like I I mentioned before like I keep seeing like Crimson Dynamo and Titanium Man and like I wanted like the Initiative War Machine from that Iron Man like Legends line oh, okay. but like I only see them for their like like they should by all rights be on clearance by now like in Toys R Us and stuff like yeah, that but they aren't so like I just keep holding off on them and I'll, I'll probably just keep holding off on them until they're gone so like but maybe one day I'll convince myself to buy them awesome. But is there any like what's like in terms of the white whale question? Like what what are some of the more expensive ones that you're just not, you know, not not just because they're standard retail, but because they're like, you know, some kind of hundred dollar. Well, I kind of wanted like the Juggernaut, like the original Marvel Legends Juggernaut, and then like they reissued that wave at one point, and I saw one, and I didn't buy it, buy it and, it, and, I, and I never saw him again. So then I was like, oh, so now he's pretty like rare and stuff, hmm. like. I, I think Deadpool was in that wave, so I bought Deadpool, like, instead that day, and, like, I didn't want to spend more money, and Juggernaut was there, and I didn't pick him up, so, blah. Yeah, I can't, I can't speak too much to, to Marvel stuff now, obviously. Like, like I, I guess what I would say is that, you know, if I came across some, uh, a good, complete loose set of Secret Wars guys, maybe I would try and, you know, snag that again, just to relive uh, days of past, um, but as far as like now, I, I kind of been collecting the DC Universe classic stuff. And so the only two figures that I have left that are kind of usually, if I even see them, they're usually $100, $150 or more price tag is the, uh, the naked cheetah variant. And, oh, I guess they call it naked cause you know, she's just got her fur or whatever. And then uh, I guess the select sculpt Batman from the DC superheroes line, and that's the one that has the black and uh, gray cow or whatever. And for some reason like that, you know, it's just a normal fucking Batman figure, but for whatever ridiculous reason, it's always upwards of, uh, you know, $120, $150 every time I see it. So. One million dollars. Two million. You don't have it. Three million. I'll borrow it from you. Four million. Five million. That's a utility belt, not a money belt. Six million. Seven million. Never leave the cave without it. What about you, Brian? Well, I might have actually been talking about a different figure when I mentioned my girlfriend experience because there's actually the Ben Riley like hoodie Spider-Man. That's part of that first Spider-Man line where I, you know, had the woman along with me and I felt stupid, so I didn't buy it and I regretted it ever since. So that's kind of been one. Um, off the top of my head for like produced figures that I know I want. I mean, I don't think there's many that I haven't ever gotten to pick, in, pick up, you know. Um, now, with, you know, being an adult, being able to drive, I have, like, access to lots of different Targets, lots of different Walmarts, so... I you can drive? Good... Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, since I came of age, I've usually had a pretty easy time coming across what I wanted to find. Dude, come pick me up and we'll go get some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> 
I should say, like, I, I think I mentioned this before, but I feel bad because they had that, the Winter Soldier, like, Black Widow two-pack of Marvel That's Legends. That's my white and, whale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I, I've seen it, I saw it, like, for two years, like, straight as, like, a shelf clogger at, like, Toys R Us, and I never picked it up. And, like, this was before I even, like, started, like, when we, we started this podcast. Like, and if I knew, like, Justin was such a big, like, Winter Soldier fan, like, back then, I would have, like, totally... Like picked it up for him, but now it's gone. That actually jogs my memory because my my Walmart actually had a cannonball like Domino two pack on clearance, and I don't know what I was thinking, but I didn't pick it up. And then I think now that's like a fairly expensive set to get. I, I know that Winter Soldier set's expensive. Like there's one on eBay loose right now. It's like sixty five dollars, and then like the one that's still in the package is like a hundred dollars. So I I probably won't ever get around to getting that. See, I kept passing it up because I was it's looking for... It's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, I, I, I kept passing it up because I was looking for Electra and Ronin, and, like, when I finally found them, I was like, okay, well, I don't need to look, like, in this, like, section anymore. So, like... <laughs> cool. Well, I guess... Uh, I, I don't know. I know we've been talking about this forever, so, so everybody's probably, probably sick and tired of the podcast by now, now but we should probably, probably do, do our, our awesome, awesome thing of the week. week. Sweetly. All right, what's your awesome thing, Mike? Oh, oh, wait, I wasn't prepared. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that no, sense. um, oh, <laughs> everything sucks. There is nothing awesome. <laughs> There's nothing awesome. No. Everything is dark nemesis. Oh, <laughs> everything Holocaust. is Holocaust. Yeah, but but um, everything, oh, is, dark oh, nemesis. everything is yeah, everything is dark, dark nemesis. nemesis. Yeah. Um, I saw Jurassic Park. The re-release in theaters with 3D and all that special, all the special like whistles and bells and whatever last week, and that was pretty cool. You know, I have a soft spot in my heart for Jurassic Park. Park. I love, and it was nice to see it on the big screen again. And like, I haven't seen the movie in general in a long time, so, so like, uh, yeah, I had fun seeing it again. Cool, cool. All right, uh, what about you, Justin? What's your awesome thing of a week? Um, I started watching the HBO series Deadwood. Um, it's like you know, it's basically a western. It's like set in uh, 1878, I think. Um, and like I, I've never really been like big on westerns per se, but like kind of like as I get older, I kind of like I've watched more like western movies and stuff. So I'm kind of like expanding my horizon. So like uh, I heard this was a good series, so I started watching it and. Uh, I finished the first season last night, and it is really good. It's, you've got like some really interesting characters, and like um, there's some historical figures too, like while well, Bill Hickok and Calamity Jane are in it. Um, it's kind of funny. It's like it's it's an HBO show, and there's like there's so much swearing. It's like, and they even comment on this. And like if you read about the show, it's like basically basically an anachronism because like the way people talk back back then, it's like if they were accurate. These people would sound like Yosemite Sam. They'd be like, you know, gosh, gall darn it, and stuff like that. So they were just like, let's just make them like swear every other word. So like, so, some of that stuff <laughs> like, is kind of funny. It's like, instead of like, like hey, you've been rooting, tooting asleep, you know. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you get, <laughs> you've been rooting, tooting asleep, <laughs> rooting tooter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> gall darn it. <laughs> But, but yeah, like I, I finished the first season. I'll probably like start the second season tomorrow sometime. Like it, it's really good. Like I really enjoy it. 
Like, does he look like a varmint? <laughs> Say varmint again. Say varmint one more time. One more tootin' rootin' time. Anyway, sorry. I'm amused. Uh, I'll do my awesome thing real quick. Uh, the series finale of uh, Spartacus War of the Damned came on last night, at, you know, I guess as we're recording this. Um, and uh, it was a, a really solid, you know, finale. And uh, the whole series, I thought, was a great series. I mean, just from beginning to end, um, I, I love the way that you use blue screen or, or green screen or what have you. You know, I, I, I like the way that transitions were made. I thought it was uh, not an overuse of the technology. I thought it was something that used the technology in a creative, creative manner to tell a story, and it was a really good story and uh, solidly done. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I guess to, to most people, you know, it's like a bittersweet thing. It's like, oh, okay, the series that I really like is ending, but I thought it went out on a good note, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. So that was that my was awesome thing of the week. And then, uh, Brian, what's what's your awesome thing, my man? Um, I have a couple toys to talk, talk about, about this week. Um, I ended up getting... Well, one I got well, last week, a car crash in the mail and T-Bone. I'm not talking about stakes and motor vehicle accidents. I'm talking about the uh, Fans Project Stunicons. Um, so, obviously, I'm a big fan of the Stunicons to begin with. I love Breakdown. So, these are basically, like, amazingly updated, you know, third-party versions of the toys. So, um, yeah, I was excited to get them. They look great in person. The paint apps are awesome. Um, I love the little guns they come with, so... Uh, and surprisingly, for a third-party toy, uh, they're not that expensive. They're like usually running like maybe fifty to sixty bucks a piece, which I mean, if you only collect store-bought toys, might be expensive. But I mean, if you're used to paying third-party pro- uh, prices, you know that's pretty cheap. So yeah, I'm totally enjoying my toys this week. Cool. All right, guys. Well, um, I, I hope you enjoyed our. Uh trip down memory road in terms of the whole Marvel toy enchilada that it was. And uh, if you have any comments or questions, any uh, feedback or anything like that that you'd like to share, um, just real quick, uh, I know that uh, Tom Spielman sent us some comments, one of our uh, big fans, big listeners, Tom Spielman over on Tom Tificate. Um, I guess the last thing that he listened to um, when he posted in our comments was our uh, quiz show with Thum. And uh, he just mentions that uh, he was happy to hear Thum again on the show. So thanks for listening, Tom. And uh, thanks to everybody else who uh, likes us on Facebook. You know, Jan, um, you know, Boo, uh, my dad, anybody who <laughs> frequently likes us on Facebook, we appreciate it. Um, and then uh, keep listening and uh, tune in next week for any kind of crazy, you know, blogs and podcasts and videos and stuff like that. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Justin, I got the car started, but Fort Max wants shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mike Thunderwood. I'm the peace out. I'm the written tootin' just in your mind. The varmint. <laughs> oh, darn you, Brian. Peace. There are jigsaw puzzles and computer games. Lots of railway tracks, carriages and trains. Toys, toys, toys. Lots of lovely toys In my toy box there are toys
is for every girl and boy. A fighting robot. And 